From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we are going to talk about the Direct, and we're going to have our own casting for the Mario movie. I was having some more Joy-Con trouble, but I'm all right now. I've been the greatest hits of 2010. to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 290. We are 10 episodes away from episode 300. I was just looking uh, ahead in the dates, and ex- episode 200, or episode 300, will be recording on December 8th, if we still have, if we do it every week like we've been doing it. So, I don't know, if anybody who's listening to this has any ideas on a cool way that we can do episode 300, let us know. I haven't really thought about it yet, but we got like two months almost to think about it, so. December 8th. There's a lot that's going to happen between now and then with in the landscape. Sure. Last week, as we said, last week we had to record before the Direct actually happened. So this time we're going to talk about the Direct and uh, also some other some other stuff involving uh, some of the negative announcements that came with the, with the Direct and all that stuff. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, putting the Vania back in Metroidvania Johnson. I'm Jeremy, L13579, Mikowski. And I'm John, 300 hours of murder. Knitter. Murder. Let's start off the show like we normally do and talk about games we've been playing and games that we bought. Since a lot of the stuff that I've been playing has to do with the Direct, I figured I'd talk about it when we talk about our impressions of the Direct, so we can hold that off till later. But there's like there's like one game that I can talk about, which wasn't on the Direct, unfortunately, but the game that I've been playing is Metroid Fusion, of course, in the, mm-hmm. you know, as I've been trying to go through the Metroid stuff. I did not beat Fusion this week. I, I failed the show. Sorry. I got really close, oh. though. I, I think I only have a few hours left in it, but I didn't make it's it all the way to the end. It's a long-ass game. It's longer, it's longer than the other ones that I've played, that's for sure. It's definitely longer than Super Metroid or 1 and 2. It's definitely the longest ones out of the regular 2D ones. So I'm pretty far. I mean, I've I've done a lot of stuff. And uh, <laughs> I played it long enough to know that it's... Uh, I don't know. It's one of those games, and uh, and some of the stuff from the Direct 2 that I'll talk about later, it's one of those games that just makes you want to like just yell out just yell like really loudly like fuck you game in the middle of it because there's a lot of like really unfair parts it makes me think like i hope that the emmy isn't going to end up like this in metroid dread because the parts where you fight or we have to run from the sax really suck like they're really they're really not fun like uh it's really easy to die like if you touch any bad guy you lose like an energy tank and a half practically in this game like you lose so much life just from fucking touching somebody like not even them hitting you. You're just like running into them by accident. And I just I just hope that the control is better in Metroid Dread, is all I'm saying. Because the, the control on Metroid Fusion is a little cumbersome and it's kinda it's it can be really annoying to the point of like where you yell at the TV like fuck you, you asshole. Because <laughs> because your character's not going exactly the way that you want them to be going and all that stuff. So So Metroid Fusion I like Metroid Fusion, but it's been kind of a it's been kind of a slog, I guess, because there's some parts and I said it before. 
that there are some parts that are really hard that I just don't like. And if uh, and if I didn't have save state because I've been playing it on Wii U, it would have been much more painful because there are long, very long sections where that you go through that don't have save points. Like this one part where you where like the power goes out and you're fighting on a space station in a, instead of a planet. I think that kind of takes a little bit away from it as well. I don't think it's as cool. Like you're fi- you're fighting on a ship, but there's different containment areas that look like different environments. So that's supposed to be like mm. what like gives you whatever you know, because there's like a water world and there's like a fire world and all this other shit. But it still kind of takes a little bit the Metroidness out of it to me, I guess, because it's not on a planet. Like I like stuff that's on a planet, you know. Because uh, thankfully, Metroid Dread is on a planet also, but. Playing this, and I'm also still playing, you know, Samus Returns 3DS, like, whenever I can. Like, I'll play it in bed sometimes. And I'm, I'm playing them back-to-back, and you actually, you see a lot of influences from Fusion in in Samus Returns, big time. Like, you see a lot of the same characters that are in there, like, the same, like, creatures that were definitely not in Metroid 2. But you could tell that they are from Fusion. They're brought straight from Fusion into into Samus Returns. So they're, I mean, they're obviously, you know, pulling a lot from that stuff. And also, you know, the, I know people have said a lot of things against like Mercury or Steam and their, and like the way like Samus does like more combat stuff, but isn't that also taken from other M? So I feel like they're bringing everything from the other Metroid games and bringing them in there. And I have to say playing 3D, the 3DS game again, like, I think it's great. I think it's really good. Actually. I feel like it's everything that Metroid should be. Like it starts off, it gives you like a paragraph describing what's going on. And then there's no dialogue for the rest of the game you know, until like the very end of the game, it just drops you into the planet. It doesn't explain anything and you just figure it out. And I, and the free aiming is, is wonderful. Like, uh, even though it is kind of annoying to hold all the buttons on top of your 3ds and play it at the same time with the, with the analog nub and all that. But I feel like that's going to be better once we get to start playing it with the, uh, with the switch, with the joy cons and with the pro controller and all that stuff. And uh, I'm sure you've seen, there's been a, a whole bunch of people have gone and played the OLED. People have played Metroid Prime, Metroid Dread, and there seems to be a lot of positivity coming around it from right now. So I've watched uh, different videos of people talking about it on the internet and all that shit. So even one of our favorites, uh, Kat Bailey, did a did a video on IGN about it. And uh, it sounds like people like it. So that makes me, I'm definitely fully on the hype train. If I wasn't before, I'm definitely on the hype train now. And we're almost, we're like less, what, like just a week and a half away from Metroid Dread coming out. So it's pretty cool. But Fusion, yeah. It's still not my favorite, but it does. I mean, it looks absolutely gorgeous to play it on Wii U on a 4K TV. Like with the like the sprites look incredible. The soundtrack is great. It's just a, it's just a weird game because it's so different than all the other ones, and it's the introduction of a- of Adam Malkovich, which uh, <laughs> who continued on to um, other M and uh, and is also continuing mm-hmm. into Metroid Dread. So mm-hmm. if you didn't like any of that Adam shit, well be ready for it because i guess it's still there he's still gonna be there it does make me kind of interested to play other m i'm definitely gonna play other m before dread comes out i probably won't play it all the way through but i just you know you can tell that they're building up like you want to know what this backstory is with adam and samus and all that stuff because she just talk about him a lot in this game and this is the first time that samus has talked this much you know of any of the games and it and it does like it at the very beginning it does kind of it'll be like go here go here go here very much like holds your hand through a lot of it but there is a big segment where you know the the place like loses power and you just kind of have to find things and that can be its own problems i guess i don't know <laughs> the uh... see i didn't realize it when i played portal the first time but now i'm seeing like a parallel there when like in portal when you like get behind the scenes and like Gladys can't find you anymore. Like that kind of happens in. Oh yeah. It totally happens in fusion. Fusion, Right. Yeah. 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 What happens? Well, I mean, spoilers fusion's been out for like almost 20 years, but uh, I mean, there's, it, it does, it actually kind of has a little bit of an alien vibe of the first alien movie where like, 
you know, like the, the higher ups are sending you or basically sending you to your death or like they don't, it, 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 you kind of find out like almost like towards the end of the game that whoever's directing Samus is actually trying to kill Samus or is not trying, because there's parts where you disappear for a while. And then when you come back and see Adam again, or the Adam uh, AI, he'll be like, oh, you're not supposed to have that. You weren't supposed to clear that. You weren't supposed to get into these rooms. You weren't supposed to get that weapon. You know, it's like you can see it kind of unraveling and you start to find things that you're not supposed to find, you know. And it kind of reminded me a lot of the old Alien movie where it's like, you know, where they find the alien instead of like trying to like save the crew. They want the alien to kill everyone and bring the alien back like that, like that type of thing. It kind of reminds me of the same sort of thing because they have no interest in Samus's life. They just want her to go and, I don't know, do something to the SAX, but they want to save the SAX and all that stuff. And But it, do, but I do feel a lot of familiarity from what I've seen of like the Metroid Dread stuff versus the SAX fights. I just hope that the ones on Dread are less painful because, yeah, these ones are really hard. Like, and it's, I don't know, there was this one part where I was just like, just getting so irritated because I just can't, you don't, you, you don't move that fast. And like uh, the SAX and the Samus suit moves much faster than you and hits you much harder. And there's parts where you have to run, but you have to lay like power bombs, which take forever to, to go off. And it's just, it's just weird. I did learn that uh shine spark is completely in fusion. So there you go. We were talking about that last week, how you thought maybe that was only in, in super Metroid, but it's in fusion as well. Is it still in there as something that you, do you get it as an item rather than like it just being innate? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's attached to your, uh, to your boost. Like you still get the speed okay. boost as an item and it doesn't okay. tell you how to do it and you don't really need to do it for anything. So it's still kind of just like a, a bonus thing. And all those animals are in there, but they don't teach you how to do the things, you know, and you can still jump off walls and it pretty much works the same way as it does in Super Metroid. I think it's a little bit tighter, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's totally in there. Oh yeah. And I have to say, uh, also I thought this is, this maybe being my middle name, but space jump is the worst jump. I don't know if you've gotten to the point of space jumping yet, Jeremy, but I fucking hate it. I, I hope it's not in dread because. I don't know. Maybe I got it. Maybe I figured it out better when I was a kid, but it just, it seems like it works sometimes, but most of the time it doesn't. Like, I can't figure out the rhyme or reason to the space jump. Like, it's, you know, the space jump is where you jump and then you jump again and then you jump again. You kind of like float around without landing. But if you press up in any way, you'll aim and you'll fall out of your face, out of your space jump, which is really annoying. Or if you press down, you'll also fall out of it. And if you don't hit the button at the right, spot of the arc you'll just fall it's like so ah it's so annoying like it, it feels like it doesn't work right all the time like i it's and that drives me crazy when games do that it brings it reminds me of uh reminds me of like going back to let's go pikachu that game with like the with the motion control where like you throw the thing the same way and it would be different every time and it's like this is broken this doesn't work like th- this bothers me when when stuff does that so, so I, I hope that space jump is not in dread either <laughs> like or if it is i hope they fixed it because Fusion is like the last version with the space jump, right? It might it might have been in Zero Mission as well, but I feel like even like on the third time, it still doesn't work very well. I don't know. And there's bosses where you have to use the space jump to dodge around the creatures and all that stuff. Like I fought the Nightmare, which I remember like being one of my most hated bosses of all time. And it was still like, it's still terribly annoying, but I made it through, thankfully. I, th- I feel like it was... I actually did have to look at some guides. I looked at an old IGN guide of, of Fusion just to help me get through parts of it because 
because yeah but there there are some really cool fake out moments which they have in super metroid as well you know where like like the first time you get a power up there's a chozo statue and you walk up to it and then it turns into the parasite you know like they do cool stuff like that and i hope they do shit like that in dread you know i hope they do the same sort of thing where they like play with your mind like that was one of my favorite things about super metroid is super metroid like you come into it thinking it's going to be like Metroid one. And then everything kind of changes. Like, and you, you go and you see the dust and the destroyed areas of where mother brain was and everything kind of like wakes up and, you know, and has that like spotlight on you and all that stuff. I, I like that. Like, and there's like, there's like parts in this where items turn into, turn into creatures that you have to fight. Like, that's cool. Like you, like you try to get a missile and it'll turn into a bat that'll fly around and you have to kill it. Like, I hope they do stuff like that in dread. Like they, they continue that on. Cause it, it is, it is fun where it's like, Oh yeah, no, you got me. That's funny. You know, you thought it was going to be this thing, but then it's not because it's like ingrained into you through the Metroid series that it's going to be a certain thing. And then it isn't like, I hope that they continue that on in the new that in the new one. But with that being said, I'm very excited about Metroid dread and I will get through fusion by next week. I'll play it. I'll finish it tonight after I'm done doing this. I just had to, I had some other shit to do work wise and, and all that stuff that I just, I tried to play through it all the way before we started today and I just didn't get there, but, but you should check it out again, Jeremy. <laughs> I know it's a, I have it twice. Yeah. I mean, I have it twice too. Cause, now. I, cause I still, yeah, I saw the original cartridge and I've thought about if I do play it though, I'll probably just play it on the Wii U. Cause like you said, save States. It's a way to do it, man. Win. Those save States are killer. It does. And I I've do, already beaten it before, so I don't feel bad using the save States. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, they would another great thing about the 3DS one is the 3DS one has autosaves. It's the only Metroid that has autosaves, which are so fucking great. Like every time like before you get to a boss, it always autosaves. After you beat a boss, it always autosaves. And after you get an item, it autosaves. So like if Dread's like that, it's gonna be awesome. You know, like I love I hope it is. I think Samus Returns I don't I, think so. I don't know. I feel like that should have got more praise than it did. Maybe I think because it came out like right when the Switch came around, maybe not that many people uh I think the main cared that much about really... it. And the melee mechanic people didn't like, but that's yeah. also is kind of a. I didn't it, like it. It's, it's coming from other M as well in there, and I feel like it's if you figure it out, it controls better than Fusion does. That's for sure. So I don't know. I've been I've been really enjoying the 3DS one again. Like I, I liked it a lot when it came out, but I like it even more this time. I feel like it's I feel like I like it better than I did the first time playing it again. So which which makes me even more excited about the new game because it's still the same. You know, it's still the same developers and all that stuff. And I feel like they did a really good job with that game. It's been it's been fun. It's been a great like you know just lay in lay in bed play the game sort of thing. That's what that's what I've been doing. Like well, I was like oh I'll lay I'll lay in bed and play this for a while. Like before I go to bed or, or before I get out of bed, I've been playing the 3ds game and it's great. And it's nice to maybe I'll have that one beat by next week. Who who knows? I don't know how far. I, that one's a lot longer. Like I think I spent like 30 hours getting through it on the 3ds one. So it's much. Which is good. Like, I don't want Dread to be, like, five hours, you know. I'd, I would expect it to be more around, like, 30, 40 hours, I think. But, you know, it's going to take me longer to get through that one. But Fusion, yeah, Fusion has a... I mean, I love Fusion, but, yeah, it's there's some parts that are just like, what the fuck, man? I feel like you're being mean. I feel like they're trying to make it extra hard just to be mean. Like, especially, like I was saying, like, how much life you lose from running in, from walking into characters even without them even attacking you. It's like, Why? why are you so fucking mean i remember getting lost because i couldn't find like where i needed to bomb and it's been like a really oh, yeah. long time just searching everywhere oh yeah like especially where i'm at there's there's like where it's all about bombing and finding secret passageways and especially when it gets to the point where you get off the grid quote unquote on there it's like they want you to find different stuff but once you have the power bomb the power bomb actually helps you a lot to find stuff which is what i was trying to do with super metroid but super metroid doesn't work as well like if it's a if it's like a 
speed boost thing or like something else. It'll only show it to you if you bomb it directly. So, so whatever, but I, I, I like to say the- I got three hours into fusion. So, or into Samus return. So I didn't play it that much. Oh no, you barely even scratched the surface. It's, it's great. 6.7%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to, uh, I mean, you, you don't need to melee that much. Well, you do need to do it for the, uh, bosses, which you're still going to have to do that for dread. So you're going to have to learn how to do it. But I don't know if you, I'm sure you figured it out. I was watching a video of somebody playing Dread, but they didn't know that you're supposed to shoot the guy during the cutscenes. Did you know that, Jeremy? That you press the missile while you're like doing the cutscenes in the game? Or do you remember that? I saw that somebody talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, Cause I, I, was I just, don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess that's a little Resident Evil-y. I guess that's a heads up yeah, for interactive for, cutscenes. Does it give you like a button prompt or anything? Oh no, no. It's it's basically you know you'll do the melee thing and you, the character like the creature will come at you and you'll like hit it and then you'll there'll mm-hmm. be a cutscene where you like jump on the creature and you and you put your gun in their mouth or your gun arm or whatever. But if you don't press the fire button, nothing will happen. But you get, but, like- but you actually do. Yeah, it, I mean it'll go through the it'll go through the animation, but they won't get shot. But it, but that, I always thought that was a really cool thing about the about the 3ds one, is it goes into the cutscene, but you actually have to make her shoot still, so you have to hold the button to do the missile and then press the missile button as much as you can, and you'll shoot her, you'll shoot during the cutscene, so it is like an interactive cutscene. So heads up for anybody who's getting dread, that's you have to you have to shoot them, you have to shoot them on the cutscene. I think my motivation for dread will be more like higher up because there's going to be like a, a more of an excitement surrounding the game i think also early impressions are making it seem like it's gonna be really really good there's no, there was no excitement for samus returns like that was the first i don't know i felt like was, it had been a long ass time since, being, uh, since we'd seen a metroid game i felt very skeptical about it when i bought it i mean i i was excited and i bought it the day of but i think i had just got my 3ds not long before that that's not true I'd had it for because it came out it came out the year that the switch came out so i mean that was 2017 the big, yeah, yeah. That was the big thing. I thought that it was overshadowed because it came out when the so Switch the was already out. New release I bought for the 3DS, and then I just didn't like it. I didn't like the melee. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe if I stuck with it, I would have grown to like it. But I also knew it was based off Metroid Two, which I had tried to play through. So, which you also times. don't like that one either. <laughs> I just it loses my interest. Yeah, it's very much different than that one. It, I mean, it's the same premise where you're trying to destroy all of the Metroids, but it's much different. They added like a lot more to it. Like they made the the areas more interesting, and they added more bosses that were never in the original game. Mm. I don't I don't think the maps even the same in any way. Like maybe like maybe maybe like a tiny bit, but it's not anywhere near it like the other one. I don't think so. But I mean, it'll give you an idea to of what the new one is, which I'm super psyched about. Do you want to? Um, because most of my stuff has to do with the the direct. Like I said, if you want to, I know John's stuff doesn't. Looks like you have some stuff on here that doesn't, Jeremy. So I I don't spoil Eastward. Sounds like you haven't really. Sweet Trey. I haven't played Eastward since uh, since the direct. I got distracted I'm sure, <laughs> by yeah. other stuff. I'm pretty sure I'm on the last boss. Like all signs point to I am at the very, very end of this game, and it is fucking hard. So I don't want to spoil anything other than to say it gets really hard at the end. And um if anything, it's I believe it getting me prepared to play other hard games because I've been sticking to it because for the love of the show and for the love of the game and, and the it's story. Pretty. And then it's a good story. and It's really pretty, but there is this boss fight I just did that was just, it was nothing like anything else in the game. It was like its own, I guess in a way it was a mini game, but they don't even explain to you how to play. Like you figure it out yourself. I didn't look it up online or anything. I just played it probably a hundred times in a row before I like finally beat it. And it was so hard. It's so frustrating. And I was screaming at the TV at a few 
points, which isn't oh, that's, always good. That's, that's what sh- I was doing. <laughs> that's what I did for sh- Fusion. Sh- you fucking idiot. Sha- <laughs> yeah, Shauna and I share an office, and she was working, and I was like, like trying to stay quiet like, yeah. while I'm playing it, like just wanting to scream. So I just kept like flipping off the TV. Yeah, and, I did that too. You know, that's that really mature stuff like that. Yeah, it helps, but uh, it's better than breaking controllers. Like I, I mean, that's what I. Used it's to really do funny when you like flip school. off the TV and then the screen goes dark and then you're kind of just flipping yourself off and your reflection. <laughs> it did, yeah, it never went dark enough for that for me. But I was <laughs> like, uh, fuck you, Metroid. So anyway, yeah, I won't say much more because I think by next week I'll have more. I'll, I'll hopefully have beaten it. But man, it is hard. It's really hard. Yeah, I know you. You said on on the stream that I was doing last week, you you were saying that you were stuck on a part where you had actually had to like go back, like you had to go back to one of the auto saves to like make more food a, or something like that. I did. Um, I probably could have gotten through it if I just would have like kept trying over and over again. Because when it comes down to it, this is all pattern based enemies. You can get to where you're good enough at it that you don't need to heal that often. But um, I don't know. I just need that little safety net, and then. Where I'm at right now, I mean, it's the end of the game. I can't go back anywhere, and uh, and I don't have a way of making more money to buy stuff. So mm. what I have in my inventory is all I have to work with for the boss. Oh, shit. And unfortunately, going back to where I could buy stuff means repeating a lot of stuff shit that I do, do yeah. not want to do again. No, um, it's hard. It's just really hard. And it's I'm not going to lie. It's a little tedious with some of the puzzles towards the end, but. I think I'll just leave it at that. Did you have something you wanted to say about it, Trey? I was just going to say that I found it really weird that there's not a dodge button in this game. It's very weird. Like for, there's not like, like a run. Like for how there's it's, for you know, since it's supposed to be like a Zelda style, like action game. Why is there not a fucking roll button? Like, why can't you roll? Like, I that's what I was just realizing. I was like, it's really weird that there's not a fucking dodge. Like, I mean, this, I don't know. I feel like any good action game is based around dodge. Like no more heroes is all about dodge. Like ease is all about dodge. Like even thing about it, even like Zelda has dodge, you know, like it's, you need that. Like, especially if it's going to be a really hard boss. And I was just thinking about it. Like, there's no way for you to get out of the way quickly. One other thing is you get locked into the animations of the attacks. And um, so if you have an enemy that's like going behind you, or you have enemies approaching you from behind while you're attacking an enemy in front of you, you might even kill off the enemy, but, the main character keeps going through the animation of the attack and then oh, you're getting no. hit from behind. And that eventually like those, you can't like take any damage. Like you got to be super conservative with your yeah. energy. So there's just parts in the game where I'm just so pissed at that canned animation. I'm just like, <gasps> it's like a fighting. <laughs> I think fighting games kind of have that sort of yeah element. And, and as much as I know about fighting games, yeah, anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but it gets to the, almost to that point towards the end of Eastward where you have to, have these patterns and shit memorized so. but there's no like dodging or blocking like you would have in fighting <sighs> games yeah. so it's so it's yeah. a whole different thing or, or are you talking about like being in the animations that kind of reminds me of like the deep like the deep underground strategy of like monster hunter like stuff like that where people get into like yeah. how long it takes you to perform each like movement with different weapons and stuff and like that like, and, and there's like cancels also yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that but that's like you know that's monster hunter but and that has dodge as well. You can you can dodge, you can dodge like crazy. Far away from, I mean, I've stayed far away from. I haven't looked at anything online about you know actually playing through it. I read you know a couple reviews initially when it first came out or previews, but I haven't read anything about the latter part of the game. So I'm really interested to see what people think about this last boss fight I just beat. Like 
am I just a dummy and it was actually really easy and I was doing it wrong? Or is it one of the most fucking frustrating boss fights I've ever fought in my life in a video game? Because it was might be the latter. It was, it was really frustrating, but I got through it. And that gives me confidence that I'm going to be able to face whatever Metroid Dread has to, has to offer as far as <laughs> counters and stuff. Yeah, I, I do see a lot of people not being too hot on the Emmy stuff. But like I said, if it's like the SAX stuff... It's not that fun, but at least you can like, at least you can like, if it doesn't push you too far back when you fail, I think that's going to be super important. I don't think, I don't think it will. It has going for it. Mm. Like I said, I don't think it will because the 3ds one has auto saves everywhere, which is wonderful, which like just feels so nice. And I wish that every game, I mean, every Metroid should do that. You know, yeah, we know to save before the boss, but just be nice and throw an auto save in there anyway. You know, and I love that they do an auto save off after the boss as well. Like that's really nice. Or like whenever you get something. You know, it's like, thanks. Well, just, well that Dread is going to be great just because of the name. Because there's no way Nintendo's not stupid. They they know that people were waiting on Dread, and and Dread had a certain legend about it. That name, they wouldn't call it Dread if it wasn't fantastic. They wouldn't tee you up for 15 years of of excitement and and disappointment. Well, it's, yeah. it's going to be great. And also they're, they're putting it out as like Samus's final mission. So, yep. you know, it, it, I wouldn't want them to just like, you know, I hope she doesn't die. Like, don't do that. Like, we've talked about that before. We're like, there was that time where there's, they're like, let's all kill our main characters. Like, I hate it when they do that in games. Like, come on. I hope it doesn't come to that. Like, I don't want them to like, you know, finalize it that much, but yeah, it's supposed to be the final mission. So I hope that they would put a lot of extra stuff in there. And it's not just Emmys. I know there's like seven Emmys you have to fight in there. I am optimistic about it, so I think it'll be fun. Optimistic. Optimetroidistic. So yeah, I'll have more to say about Eastward later. Um, I have put a lot of time into it. I'm over 30 hours in now, so because um, it actually shows my time on the uh, on the Switch now. Garden Story. Once again, I I just don't like this ba- this final game part that i'm in like i just feel like it's unfair luckily with garden story though i can just like wait to like like if i really want to i can grind and i can go do a bunch of chores you can level up upgrade all my weapons do stuff like that so i think i'm gonna just do that but i've already put over 20 hours in that game so i mean i put some serious time into it and i really want to finish it but this last boss is just like got a crazy huge life meter and you know it's not hard in the sense that it's really easy to dodge attacks and stuff, but the life meter is so big and the, and it keeps healing itself too. So like, if you don't just constantly hit it in every available second that you can, it's healing itself back up more quickly than you can maintain your healing items and stuff. So just really frustrating. And I, and I, I hate that it's gotten this way in this game because this game was pretty easy up until this point. There's a couple hard spots, but, this is just like dumb how fast it got hard. So I'm a, I don't, I want to finish it though. So it, it kind of sucks that both those games that you were really hot on, like both kind of have shitty endings or have, or have like irritating boss. Yeah. 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 It's even more irritating that I've got, yeah, I'm dealing with both of them at the same time and coming fresh off of, uh, a skyward sword where it took me 10 years to finish that game so <laughs> it's just kind of one of those weird yeah times for me with games we have some stuff like that too actually i do when we, once we get to the direct thing to talk about speaking of waiting a long ass time to beat a game but yeah 
Also, I failed the show. I did not beat Super Metroid, but I did just get the gravity suit so I can go through Meridia, and that's pretty close to the end. So uh, I'm in the latter quarter of the game, I think. I have a lot of... I, th- I think it's only Meridia and then Ridley's area and then Turian at the end, which Turian's like the final area. So, But that area's not long at all. And I, I don't think Ridley's area is very long either. So, I mean... I went back to the to the ghost phantom guy or fantoon whatever his name is pretty sure i beat it like my first try like i just had to like don't use the super missiles ne- never use a super missile <laughs> yeah. i did i did yeah, it once it just because easier. you told me not to yeah i had to just to know just to, to see the difference yeah. well i mean you, you'll see the way that he'll the that they'll attack you or whatever like if you do yeah i killed the fuck out of me yeah, killed it, the fuck it's out annoying me. it so don't use it <laughs> But Super Metroid's great. I mean, yeah, you don't have that much. I feel like, like I said last week, I spent the most time in Meridia. So once you, I feel like once you get past that, it should be smooth sailing. Like, cause you don't, there's not and a whole I, lot left to get after you get through there. I mean, what, like, no, this, and I'm pretty yeah. strong. Like, so really, it's just about the exploration part. Like, how much do I want to look at guides or do I want to figure my own way through the end part? Um, I think I did end up yeah. getting the x ray scope. I found that randomly. So that was cool. There you go. At least you have it. No, I've got, yeah, I've got the x-ray scope. But anyway, the last thing I want to talk about before we move on to John's stuff and then subsequently the, the direct is a little bit of Joy-Con drama. So I said I was having a little bit of Joy-Con trouble, but I'm all right now. Well, that's actually not good because it was a little pun that I made. I only have right Joy-Cons that work properly now because the left Joy-Con just quit. It doesn't, it doesn't even charge. Oh, no. Oh wow! Doesn't even turn on. So I took uh, my old gray one that had the has the drift, and I clipped it onto the switch, and it charges just fine. But you know, obviously, it's still got the drift. So I don't have a properly functional left Joy-Con currently. But have you opened to crack open those Zelda Joy-Cons? Yes, they did. You open your Zelda one? I forgot about those. So you do have. If you open those, then you do have functional Joy-Cons. So I think you might have. I to. can't believe I forgot I had those. I had those stored away. Maybe it was a conspiracy. I mean, we remembered. I remember that you have them. I st- I put them away somewhere. I don't even know where I put them. I'm gonna find them. But yeah, they. Uh, it's weird though. I I feel like I definitely need to send my Joy Cons in because it's just strange. Like I I picked up the Switch to play it in handheld mode a couple of weeks ago, and it's so rare that I do this that uh, I'm like I turn it on and I'm like I can't get it to recognize. It's only recognizing the right the Joy Con. I'm like, well, this is weird. So I like start unclipping them and clipping back in. And I notice it's not making a, oh, no. any sort of like signal with the left one. I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe it's just dead. I didn't think much of it. A couple weeks later, I'm like, let's see if it works now. I forgot that the left Joy-Con wasn't working. Still doesn't work. So yeah, it's just, it doesn't charge. As far as I know, the battery just completely dead on it or something in it is broken. It's just a completely non-functional Joy-Con. And I don't like it. <laughs> That sucks. I wonder if you could. So, I wonder. I wonder if you could charge I'd, it from like a separate charger or something, and maybe it's something messed up with the base. Like I mean, it's worth base. a try, but uh, I guess like you I would, said it was yeah. charging up the other Joy-Con just fine. And I guess I'll open up the Zelda ones and I can report on oh, yeah, that next week. Yeah, like, if the gray ones are, are charging, charging, then it's fine. Yeah, or or yeah, those you can see how those work. Also, mm-hmm. I was at Target earlier today, and they had the most Joy Cons I've ever seen there. 
Like their whole their Joy-Con area was completely full. And they were actually selling the separate Joy-Cons. This is the first time I've ever seen it in, ever in any store where they're selling just a left one or just a right one. I don't know if you guys have seen that anywhere. Never. I'd heard about it and I heard, thought it was only in Japan, but yeah, they had them. They had a whole bunch of different colors. They had like seven different colors, which I haven't seen that much in a long time. And they were also selling the blue and reds separately. And I was like, okay, I've never seen that before. Are they, are they probably 50- because of the OLED. The OLED is coming out. They, they stocked back up. Maybe. Yeah. I fi- just, how much are they individual? Are they 50? I think they're like 40. Okay, so there. it is just half the price of the yeah. Set. Instead of eighty, it's forty. So I mean, it's yeah. You're not really saving that much, but if you only need one, you can get just one, I guess. I've just never seen it. I thought it was only a Japanese thing, so it was kind of interesting to see it in the wild like that. That's pretty much it for me, though. I, I am kind of happy to remember I own those other Joy-Con that I forgot hmm. about. So yeah, you don't have to buy. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm back of the game. Well, I had a bit of a moment where balancing out after some bad news. <laughs> I got, uh, you know, you know, well, I heard about the news about the Mario movie and I, I was just down in the dumps and uh, more on that later. But after the direct, I went on and checked the sales and I found out that Maneater was on a sale, a game that I wanted for a long time. And I was like, this is the universe telling me, go ahead and commit some violence and eat some people. Let out your rage about this Mario movie. <laughs> take take out your aggression on, uh, yeah, on, is, it, is it fun at all? I don't know. I thought it looked interesting. Like is there is it so, cool to swim around? Like I don't know. I, I it looked like it was it was re- reviewed like okay for most for most people. Said it was yeah it's, competent. It's been reviewed like I saw a seven. I think I would agree with with that assessment because well, first of all, I've only played it the one time since I bought it, and I've just I've not felt drawn back to it primarily because I have this other amazing open world game where you can commit lots of violence. More on that later, but um, the main problem with Maneater. I see a great game in there. I see a really, really good game in there. The controls of, of the camera, uh, I just, it's, it's, I can't understand why they didn't put a Z targeting system in there. So you're swimming around in, you know, all different dimensions and everything, but you can't lock onto a target. Weird. It's really, really a confusing choice when every action game since 1998 has had this system and this game chooses not to have it, it'll do like, they call it a, I, I looked online afterwards. Like, am I crazy? Is this control? Why does this feel so weird? Um, and it's a common complaint on Reddit about this game that, that people wish that they would put in a Z targeting system. And on Reddit, they were calling it what the game has a, a soft lock system. So you'll like swim around and, you'll see like if, if a fish is coming by, you'll see a little prompt of what the fish is, you know, uh, what type of fish it is, whatever. When you see that prompt, that means you're sort of soft locked onto it. And if you hit the attack button, you'll attack that fish. It's just really difficult because you are, I mean, you're a shark, you're swimming in all different directions, up, down, left, right, backward, forward, all, all around you. And so you're, you're never able to lock onto something and it's, it's very disorienting. So uh, I've been I've been playing just basically the tutorial so far. I've not been able to pass the tutorial. Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I played it about maybe forty minutes or so, and I just got frustrated and kind of gave up. But everything else about the game, from like the presentation, which is really cool, it, it's it it starts out like you're on um, 
some kind of Discovery Channel show uh, about about shark hunting, like Shark Week or something. That's sort of the the motif of it. And you've even got uh, Chris Parnell uh, narrating, and he's talking about all the different kinds of fish, and he gives you ridiculous shark facts and that kind of thing as you're as you're attacking the different fish and different uh, hunters who are attacking you. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, stuff that tells me this is a good game. It's just got one really weird, perplexing flaw, which is the lack of the Z-targeting. So I want to give it another go. I'm optimistic about it. I'll report on it in the future. Um, did, did, did the uh, did the Grand Theft Auto games on PlayStation 2 have targeting? I don't remember them having having it. I don't. I don't I think don't like like three in Vice City and San Andreas. I, I mean, I only played three in Vice City, but I don't think either of those had a, a targeting system because I think it was supposed to play more like a third person shooter where you just aim and shoot. So, I don't remember. I was just curious. I, because, I was curious I because the, there's a definitely a reticule, but there wasn't. I don't think there was an aiming system. Like, was there in like you have five? Like, is there a target? Is there like a mm. targeting system in five where you can like just absolutely yeah where you can automatically lock on mm. somebody mm-hmm. yeah. Because the PS2 one, I, mean, I remember not being on there, and the uh, the Destroy All Humans game that I got that has a targeting system on it where you can lock on somebody, mm-hmm. but I just don't remember the original GTAs having them or the original 3D GTAs. In Manhunter, not only are you swimming in all different directions, you're swimming fast. Like the shark, it's a shark; it moves fast, so it's just kind of confusing and frustrating. Uh, the, that one basic control flaw. Do you, do you no, automatically but, die if you stop swimming? Is that is that a is that part of the game? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> like if you just like pull back on the stick, would it just be like game over? <laughs> are there porpoises trying to ram you in the gills? Because aren't they Maybe like trying to? Kill to sharks? Aren't you like you have to stay moving at all times? One funny thing about it though is you can swim up on the under the land, and you'll like chomp at the people on the land. You can like go pretty far. You like belly flop your way across, basically. All, all the land. Um, it gives you a lot of leeway too. You can, after a while, you're, you're, you'll start to run out of breath because you're not in the water. But you can get pretty far onto the land, flopping around as a shark, attacking people. This is a game that really is is supposed to be ridiculous and, and a lot of fun. In a lot of ways, it succeeds. It's just that one, that one, I think, serious mistake. And by the way, I got that for uh, it was twenty three ninety nine. And I got some gold points, so I only paid seventeen fifty for it. So I'm not that mad about it. I'd be mad if I paid forty bucks the full price. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully you can still find a way to get fun from it because I feel like it'd be something you'd enjoy. Definitely, Definitely. I'm going to give it another go, people. But in my other distraction, Hitman Three, I passed three hundred hours this week. There you go. I've been playing that game a lot, and uh, in the last couple of days, especially since I moved here, um, I've really been back into that game. Um, they just released the latest of the DLC, which is the Season of Envy, and I think it's the best one so far. And in the Season of Envy DLC, you're competing against a rival assassin, and you'll see him walk around the map. You t- you start side by side. You're sitting in chairs in the level, and you get the little briefing. And then when you hit the button to stand up, he stands up too. And he just kind of walks along, and he's kind of like. He's not like a ghost. He can't walk through walls or anything, but he does have this sort of ethereal mood about him. And the people uh, don't recognize him when he's walking into forbidden territory. So he has that advantage. Plus there's uh, another guy, the narrator, who is like his handler. So you have your handler, who's Diana Burnwood, and she's kind of talking to you throughout the game. 
But this guy's handler is now talking to you in this one. And he's saying, my guy is so much better than you. And he's like, he'll just chime in and taunt you at like the, the worst moments. And especially because I'm, I'm wearing headphones when I play this game. Like it, it's all the more creepy. I've said this about the DLC. The, the voiceover acting in this DLC is just phenomenal. How it just like whispers in your ear. and It's like kind of, it's haunting and chilling. Um, it, and I just, I love this. Like I could see how this could be an amazing multiplayer version of Hitman. I wish they would set that up to, to where the other player was actually another real person. Yeah, because you're you're both competing for the same targets. So you have this particular level. It's it's set in, in I forget the name of the club, but it's it's a it's a wine it's a vineyard, and there's like a big fancy gala party going on, and there's three targets that you have to take down, and just as with every other Hitman level, if you hit the, uh, I forget what they call it in the game, but it's like the sense button. You can, everything will gray out and then you'll see the entire scope of the level and you'll see where where all the targets are, just in red, way off in the distance. It's like detective vision, sort of, from like the like Spidey, games. Spidey sense or something like that, yeah. yeah. Yes, but like detective vision. So you'll see where, where all your targets are in the level and you'll also see the enemy, but the enemy is not red like the other guys, he's, he's, he's blue. So you'll see him creeping around, and then, then the handler guy whispers in your ear. He's, he'll say, like, he's getting close. You better get over there. He's about to get another point. Oh, it's so good. It's a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to replay this DLC, even though I beat the whole thing. That's that on Hitman for now. But uh, the other thing that I did, the big thing I did this week. I'm, I'm surprised was, to, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have a multiplayer thing like that where you go against another I'm assassin. I'm telling you. Like with all the th- this, this is a really, really good mode that should be. It should be a multiplayer mode. Yeah, with all with all the um, DLC that they've been been adding to it, I'm surprised that's not on there. But they don't really have any multiplayer stuff, right? It's just more. There's no player nothing stuff. multiplayer. No, it's it's yeah. it's like a streamlined, focused, excellent single player game. But I think they if well, once they close out this whole Seven Deadly Sins DLC, I think the next thing they they could and should do is is make this into a multiplayer mode. It would be fantastic. I've heard that in previous versions, there was something like this as a multiplayer mode. So maybe it's not all that new, but it's new to me, and I love it. The other big thing that I did this week was I pre-ordered Metroid Dread, and I used Hooray. my GameStop credit finally. when I Good pre-ordered job. Animal Crossing. There you go. Yeah, yes. you fi- you finally used that pandemic, beginning of pandemic uh, credit like that you had on there. day before the pandemic, when I, when I chose to pre-order yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. None of us knew, right? Yeah, I got it at GameStop uh, because they, well, not only did I have the credit there, but they offered free pins for pre-ordering Metroid Dread. Oh, cool. So you get some pins this time. There you go. Some mm-hmm. pins you'll actually get. You don't have to like. Yeah, you don't have to try to get them online. Them. Yeah. Right. It's not a gamble. Uh, yeah. I, I, I pre-ordered mine as well, but I just did it online. So. Uh, okay. But it, it hasn't downloaded yet because it won't download until the week of. So it won't start downloading until it won't charge me or download on Friday until Friday. But I just went ahead and did it anyway because there's no way that I would not get Metroid, not get a new Metroid game. You know, I was like, might as well, even though it doesn't really do anything. Like it doesn't take any money out of my account or anything like that, which I do kind of miss where you could like order something early and then you could kind of budget yourself for it. But it's like they don't let you do that anymore because now they want to give you enough time to like cancel it if you decide to. Mm-hmm. Whatever. When I cashed in the credit, I and the cashier were perplexed to discover that the amount that I had on the credit 
was not just $59.99 or whatever, but it was $66 and change. We don't know why. I can't remember why it was why it was more than the regular price of a game, but because of that, well, taxes, had some extra right? money. See, he had six dollars. Maybe so. I had six dollars credit. I mean, it doesn't. Maybe, maybe the person made an error. Like I, I don't know. Like, like they don't charge you like fifty nine. Like when you don't buy a game for like fifty nine ninety nine, it's going to be like sixty, sixty something. You know, because of taxes. I mean, it's never going to be that exact yeah. price. You know, I don't know. I don't know why it went. Yeah, maybe he just was. I don't know. Your pretty high. But I mean, every every state has taxes, though. It's not just going to be like exactly what's on the. I mean, I guess some other countries might have that where the actual price is on the ticket, but not here. Well, so I had the thing is like if I I was exchanging it for Metroid Dread, though, then I would expect that it would be the same. So yeah. maybe this cashier just made an error. Maybe like she so. said, "Oh, you have like six dollars extra." So she gave me the credit for for Metroid Dread, and, and that should have been zeroed out. But I had six dollars something extra, so I got two things. What do you want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about the good game or the random game? <laughs> uh, do the random, random game. do the random game first, and then we'll finish with random the, game. With the good game. DJ Hero Two. Oh, geez. How much is that? Like 50, do you have 50 the cents? I do. Yes, this was. You do? How much was it? Hmm? Wait, you bought it with it, or you already had it? I already had the peripheral. Oh, weird. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, this was 75 cents. <laughs> I didn't either. I had no idea. You've never mentioned you had DJ Hero peripheral. I do. I yeah. do, yeah. But well, I haven't used it in such a long time. But now that I got this set up, and I just finished you know, pulling all the, all the games out and everything, like that day when I went into GameStop, and uh, I had seen the DJ Hero turntable that I had. And there was DJ Hero 2 sitting on the shelf for the Wii for 75 cents. So <laughs> I picked that right up. Hell in the yeah. spirit of Jeremy in the go. music corner. You know, maybe I can yeah. get my own music corner going. <laughs> but that was, hence my name. I was spinning all the hits of 2010. Oh, yeah. So we got Lady Gaga, Dead Mouse. Let's see what's even Lil on Wayne, there. Eminem, Rihanna. David Guetta wow. versus The Egg. I don't know. Rider, Naughty by Nature, <laughs> Jackson 5, and more. Very nice. There you go. All right. Now for the good one. Oh, hey. Whoa. Splatoon for the Wii U. original Splatoon. How much was it? For Wii U. This was $9.99. Wow. That's, that's a fucking deal. I'm surprised yeah, that's so really low from it being like a first, per, first party Nintendo product, even on the Wii U. Right. And I got the real box, not the GameStop box. Yeah. So that's that's great. That up. You should play. That's I, awesome. Is the online, does the online still work for that game? I think it still does, right? Can you still, can you still do a uh, Splatfest so. and stuff? I mean, not Splatfest. They don't have those, but Versus, yeah. can, you can still so. do a uh, uh, turf war and, and such. I mean, you should, it, you should definitely at least play through the single player. The single player is a lot of fun on that game. So right, that's what I figured. And you can, and if you, uh, you can probably find some Splatoon amiibo at, at five below or something. In that one, you could scan them, and you would get specific challenges to do with the with the amiibo and stuff like that. There was extra stuff where you could do the levels with different weapons and stuff like that. But yeah, Splatoon one was great. Like I had a lot of fun with that game. It was one of those things that I had like no interest in the online because I just don't have any interest in online multiplayer. But it just kind of grew on me because I kept adding stuff to it, you know. And I was like, okay, well, this gives me reasons to come back. And then there was like ranked mode and you could level up and you got new weapons every time you leveled up and yeah you should play that Spl- splatoon's great all of them are great it'll be my first time playing the original one since i previewed it at e3 so 
It'll be a long time since I played this game. Yeah, that's a deal. And like I've I, never played I've never played the single player, so I'm excited about that. It's cool. It it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Super Mario Galaxy, kind of because you like shoot from one area to another. It kind of feels like you're bouncing off a planet and going to another planet. It kind of it reminded me like like almost a mixture of Mario Galaxy and and Sunshine because you have the you know because you're shooting water or you're shooting ink at stuff. You know, it's fun though. I, I thought it was really cool. Last thing I did this week, you know, I mentioned before that I got the TV and everything. Well, um, I started planning out my surround sound system and where the speakers go. I ordered all the speaker wire and everything, so that should be coming on Friday. And uh, hopefully by next week, I've got everything hooked up. I have all the games out in their proper spot, all the consoles. It's all ready to go. I just got to, I'm waiting on the speaker wire and I'm waiting on, uh, there's some uh, bolts for the TV stand that, we're missing. So I've been nervous to move the TV around or touch it at all because it's just sitting on the stand without bolts on it. But hopefully that uh, will come tomorrow as scheduled. And then next week, I may have some classic games to report about. You could give us a tour of your mm-hmm. apartment finally. That'd we be cool. We haven't seen yep. one. Give us, give us a tour. Have you been putting the stuff in your boxes, in your little like boxes that you have under the TV? Have you put the systems oh, yeah. in there yet? Yeah, all the systems are home now. They're all in a spot. And I, I have a spot for um there's a system in every spot except for i think there's one that needs a system there and that's where the switch goes because i have the switch on the other working tv right now oh sure nice. but but they both work right you just don't have the other yeah. one hooked up i just don't have it all hooked up and i don't want to touch it because those bolts aren't in place so sure it's probably pretty It'll heavy too right it's like a 55 oh, inch really right? yeah my yeah it's a 50 yeah. inch tv it's it's old it's uh well relatively old i think it's like Maybe eight or nine years ago, and it's a plasma. Well, my, so it's not a new TV. I mean, my my sixty five my sixty five inch that I got, I still couldn't move it by myself. It's too big. Yeah, like there's no way oh, I yeah, could it's just. Big. It's heavy. I can I couldn't just put it on the TV stand. Conan had to help me because it's fucking yeah, heavy. It took, and and it's a four K. It it's not an old one, but yeah, but it just that yeah, was like. So it, I guess to I think to a certain size, like anything above like forty, probably you need help with. I would think for sure. Because I thought I was just going to set it up myself, and thankfully he was home, so he couldn't help me. But yeah, I was just like, I was like, "There's no way I could have." This thing was way too heavy. There's no way I could have moved it on right. my own. And it's like, it, you know, like you like pull it out of the box. I could, I couldn't have even pull it out of the box, probably. Right, and then you got to match it up to the slot on the stand, and yeah, you know, oh yeah, that, all that weight. You're yeah, that trying too. to be precise about it. Yeah, because it, yeah, it has a little feet and stuff that you have to put yep. on there. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was complicated. Yeah, but that's it for me. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's right at about the time as it normally is. Why don't we just take a break and then we'll talk about the direct stuff. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. Ha-ha! <laughs> 
subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break and we are going to talk about the direct which happened last week and like i said before we haven't gotten to talk about it yet but i want to say and this and the way this direct starts i should have known that nintendo is a motherfucking liar they lied to you when they said that this direct was going to be about winter games because they were so full of shit because there's they what, started there's like well no not even in the beginning the very first thing in the direct is from summer of next year is happening in summer of next Oof. year so like that was a load of fucking shit. I should have not listened to them and making my bingo card and all that shit. And uh, <laughs> because I, I should have known they were going to lie because I had a fun time tweeting, you know, as I normally do. I had a fun time tweeting this live, you know, as it, as it was happening. But that was my number one thing was like, all right. Oh, so we're lying to us like right on right on the top here saying that this first thing is summer. And there was just so many things that were just not winter that were like new game announcements. I was like, oh, you fucking liars. But last week we talked about our bingo cards and like what we had predicted and all that. I say that like whenever we have something right, we'll just say, I got that right. And, Sounds uh, good. and this, you won't be hearing from me. <laughs> what, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we could talk about the numbers that we got. Um, I got, I got 10, I got 10 spaces, no bingos though. And, uh, and Jess got 12 spaces and she got a bingo. You're with, counting the middle one, middle spot. I guess with the middle spot, that's 13 spaces. Yeah, I did. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven without the middle spot. And then I tried, I tried, you know, just jokingly saying one of them was an extra spot, but I've got it on the notes. You can see what my little joke there. I had a little joke. <laughs> oh, and then one more. Th- uh, you know what? One, two, three. I saw you edited. I saw you edited one of them <laughs> to, to try to make it, to try to make it I'll work. I'll say I, I, have, I, have still... eight. 
I have eight. Probably still wouldn't give you the middle star. Probably still wouldn't get you. Three. Yeah, I don't have a bingo. Yeah, I thought that I thought you might have it, John, because you did kind of put a lot of stuff in there that did get mentioned, like dormant Nintendo stuff and all that. But there's a just as I actually thought worst performance ever. On just as I thought she didn't get one, but on further review, I realized that there were a couple that were that were marked off. But I'll talk about them when we get to them. But it was like it took a little bit. Of, you had to dig a little bit. You had to look into what was already there for you to under, truly understand that they were correct. I say on further what review because first? because that's the way they say it in football. Whenever they go over the whenever they go over the plays again, they're like on further review, you actually got a penalty. All right, so uh, so the direct started with. Uh, DLC for Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is coming out in summer of 2022. That's why I was like, okay, you're already lying to me on the, on the top here. I can't believe nobody put Monster Hunter down. Like, I felt so dumb that I did not put Monster Hunter on the bingo card. Like, they're going to... De- I forgot about Monster Hunter. They're going to deal. They're gonna DLC that shit forever. I, 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 was like, I was like, what? I was like, what, man? And they like, should. And also, I mean, it's another thing that's coming up soon, but nobody put down, like, fucking... Uh, Hyrule Warriors either they're gonna DLC that shit till the end of time also so it's like it's like those were two like real easy ones that we could have went for but I totally forgot about Monster Hunter so yeah Monster Hunter Rise there's like some new monsters in there they didn't really show a whole lot but yeah they're gonna keep adding shit to that so no surprise there I mean we already Jeremy and I already have that game Uh, I really should go back and play it again at some point but that's that's that one Um, moving on to another thing that I'm actually really excited about though uh, they started showing some Mario Party Superstar stuff. They uh, showed off some new boards, some new old boards, I guess that hadn't been that hadn't been announced yet. And there's there's a video that Game Explained put up, which I watched the whole thing. It's like 16 minutes long or something like that. But it shows all 100 games that are going to be on Mario Superstars, and there's a lot of really good ones in there, a lot of classics. So I'm happy about that. There's like four or five different puzzle games. There's like a football game. There's a hockey game on there. There's like a bunch of interesting stuff. Like a lot of the ones that you remember that were really cool are on there. Like the jackhammer one where you like go around the character and like, mm-hmm. uh, and it like comes out. Or there's the one like where you drive in the car and you break down the, the rocks like as a team. That one's in there. Or like the one where you have the crayon and you have to follow the line. That's like the squig- squiggly line. Like that's another one that, that I think is a classic. Or the one where you have to stretch the Mario faces like to look a certain way. Like or you mm-hmm. do it with Bowser or Toad or whatever. That one's in there. So I'm I'm psyched about this game, and it's a uh, I think it's what like forty it's like forty five um, games from the first three sixty four ones, and it's like thirty four from GameCube, and then there's like or no it's I think it's like thirty six, and then there's nine from uh, Wii and Wii U. So they do actually have games from all of the Mario parties. So it is it is kind of like the Mario Top One Hundred, except it does have it doesn't have the same games that are in Top One Hundred because I watched another video the Game Explained put out as well showing comparisons of all the boards and all the mini games to the original Mario Party counterpart and to the Mario Top 100 if that was available. So, Mario Superstars, a little bit a little bit more on that. Um, there's going to be uh, also there's going to be a um, mini game mode on there where you kind of do like a mini game survival online ranked type thing, which will be cool. Like I'll play that for sure. I agree. Uh, I'm excited about playing uh, ranked against people that I don't know. On Mario Party, that's something I've been wanting to do for years. So it's uh, feel like it's something I've been owed since like Mario, since like internet became a thing for the Switch. Yeah, but how will you send out the belt to all those people you don't know? 
I don't know. They got to win enough. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. You got to make you got to make an NFT out of the belt and then <laughs> pass that around. We'll have to figure out some sort of way to do the Mario Party belt. But yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm excited about it. It's a uh, coming out the last weekend, last weekend, uh, Halloween weekend there of uh, of uh, October. So sweet. What do you guys think of this next one? You guys like RPGs? This was Voice of Cards: The Isle Dragon Roars. It's a virtual tabletop RPG. I didn't think anything of it really. I thought it so. Have it. It has a specific designer on, on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Being early on in the presentation, I was like kind of floored by it, but I had forgotten about it by the end. So uh, it looks cool. I don't think it's anything necessarily like revolutionary, but the interface looks really nice. Like it kind of gives me like a Castlevania cutscene kind of feel with the the art and the and sort of like the richness. Maybe not richness, but like the Victorian nature of the, the, the storytelling. Right. Uh, I, it looks cool, though. I think the main thing that intrigues me about it is Yoko Taro's making it, the guy who did uh, the near near automaton, like those mm-hmm. games. Who like he has like sort of like a twisted view on video games or something like that. So I would expect that he would like, you know, tear up the card RPG genre or whatever. He's going to make it completely different. It's going to turn out that you're using cards He's made of shuffle the deck. I was going to say you're going to be using cards made of human skin or something like that. Is what you're going to find out in the end, and you're going to be like, what? Because uh, was it Yoko Taro like made up a scenario for Monster Hunter that that isn't a real thing? But he's like, there should be a level where you have to where the last weapon you have to use is you have to use one of the twins to create. <laughs> you have to, to choose which twin. You yeah. have to choose which twin, and and the and the like town will be forever like have this haunting sadness to it because they will never sing again because you had to kill one of them and make him into a sword. <laughs> like he just has all these crazy ideas, so that that kind of intrigues me to it. But uh, this is a space that Jess got because uh, she was pretty. Um, broad about it. She said, new RPG. And here it is. It's a new RPG we haven't seen before <laughs> is this game. So that, 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 gave, her, that gave her a spot on the, do we bingo, know, on the bingo Do card. we know what, what's the studio making this? I guess I didn't look it up, but it's not a, it's not a first party IP. I don't think. I don't think so. Is it? Um, it didn't strike me as that, no. Because I was hoping for a new Nintendo IP and I was like, does this count? But I don't think it does. I think it's, it's a, different. It's, it's our boy. It's Square Enix. Was Square Enix actually had a pretty big... Uh, they were. They had a lot of stuff in this. I mean, we had a decent oh, amount okay. of stuff in the in the, uh, which I should have put that down too because I had heard about the Square. Well, you know, TGS is coming up soon, mm-hmm. and they're going to have another like presentation for that, the Tokyo Game Show. So, but yeah, Square had some pretty interesting stuff to add to this uh, to this direct, and this being the first of them here. So nice to see that they are supporting the Switch. You guys were excited for this one, Disco Elysium, the final cut. It's coming out on October twenty second. Is it the twenty second? I got my bingo. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the twelfth. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I think. I, I think I got We're, it wrong. I didn't get a bingo, but I did get my bingo mark for this one because you did. Disco Elysium. I knew it was time finally. After like three times guessing, it's, I think this is the third time I put it on a on a card. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. They had to talk about it eventually, and we talked about it even in the predictions that i thought that would be one that was going to happen for you because because yeah they said it was supposed to be like a summer release or something right and now and they it's, added it to the glut of october games like yeah come on <laughs> i'm i'm still i'm i want to get it i want to get it just because so so many people have like raved about it and also like i guess uh the some of the people from uh, the chapo trap house podcast that i listen to they do voices on it 
like mm-hmm. of the characters okay. in the game. So I'm really interested to see who's doing who or in there. But people love it. Like it's a, you know, it's an RPG, but there's no like actual battle to it. It's more of like a choose your own adventure type thing, from what I understand. Like a detective story, right? Yeah, there's no battling. You just kind of like decide what you yeah. do as a character, and and it was it was like game of the year for a uh, Steam. 2019 us gamer mm-hmm. that year this was like their game of the year for 2019 so i mean that i almost didn't remember them because they've been like dead for so long unfortunately i loved us gamer but yeah they're they're no more but uh yeah that was like their big game of, of 2019 so i'm ex- I'm excited to see it on there i'm excited to have it have it have a date i think it's like releasing for 40 dollars or something like that um i i just i still really, barely I understand the premise but i look forward to like you know i've kind of committed to buying this when it came to switch and I've waited because it's gone on sale on other, well, mainly on PC, but I'm glad I'm, I'm waiting for this edition because this is the ultimate edition or whatever you want to call it, where it has all the, the final cut spoken dialogue and what over a million spoken lines of dialogue or something Whoa. dumb like that. Like it's got a crazy amount of potential speech you can hear depending on the path you take. So they, they might've added, should, the, yeah, they might've added the Chapo guys later for the final cut. Cause they needed more voices, but regardless, it's cool that they're in there. They got a physical edition coming in early 2022 as well. I'm not going to wait that long. Nope. <laughs> I want to play. Uh, I want to play. Unless I'm absolutely in love with it and then I'll rebuy it in 2022. But this is a game that uh, it's also like, kind of like, Maybe not exactly like Stardew Valley, but similar in the fact that people want to buy it for each console and start it over again. So if I if it gets its hooks in me that much, maybe I will end up buying it for something else eventually or buy the physical edition. Well, if there's like, I mean, if there's like so many different ways you can do the story, you know? That would make sense, right? If it if it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, because maybe you could have just like taken a completely different way, and there's like so many options of how it'll play out, you know? Uh, I could see that as be something you want to go through again, but you can just do it. Just do it on the game, you know. You don't need to buy another game to do that. Just start. Just start no. another. Just start another thing. I probably won't buy it. It's we cool. we we talked about this a little bit already. Just one that could have been a really easy one. I'm surprised we didn't put it on there. But Hyrule Warriors has more DLC stuff. There's some characters I pass wave too. There's some uh, characters I don't recognize in there. They're using like giant robot righty things. Whatever. I don't know. I'm never going to get this game. <laughs> so it's a, whatever. <laughs> I mean, cool. If I find it at GameStop for ten dollars, I might get it. If you did, if anybody, I mean, but if you do have Hyrule Warriors, and this is what I said about the first one on Wii U, also, if you do buy that game, buy the season pass because they keep adding shit to it. You know, I, I had a lot of fun with the Wii U one, but also it was all I really had to play at the time, and I have a lot more to play right now, so I don't, you know, I don't need it. But but the Wii U one was fun, and I got the season pass, and there was a lot of shit they kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it, so it was worth it. Lots of extra characters too. Which is really cool. So, you gonna get Chocobo B, uh, GP? Chocobo B, GP. Yeah. No, actually, I'm excited about this because um, it's like a Final Fantasy Mario Kart. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy Mario Kart, but it's like they're not making a new Mario Kart game. So why don't they just? Uh, so Square, you make a Mario Kart game. Actually, uh, on mm-hmm. some further research, this is actually a sequel to uh, to the PlayStation One game Chocobo. Chocobo Racing, and I just, thought at first it was a remake, but yeah, it's a, it's a literal, literal sequel. And I looked it up. I was like, "Well, I should get that and play it." Nope, three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's not. It's not cheap. I looked at it, even used. It's like maybe you can get it for one hundred and fifty for the PlayStation One game. But I was like, "Oh, I'll buy There's it. I'll buy it and play that." Of, yeah. Of nope. Weird racers on the. I remember 
I don't know if it was exactly the same time, but remember Star Wars Racer? But it was like the Super Bombad Racer. Racer. Yeah, it was called. Yeah, it was this, called. It, it was feel, called Super Bombad Racer, and they had big heads. Like it was all chibi, and they had giant heads. And the other this racing totally carts. falls into that camp of like racing games. I remember because I guess also because the other ones have all kind of like been reimagined. Like the uh, a PlayStation or what PlayStation has like crash. Is it Crash? Racing or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, and then of course there's the Sega ones, and the Sega ones have been pretty solid. Mm -hmm. I still haven't played enough of the newest one to justify having bought it, but I own it. I thought it was fun. I think we're through the age of of the of the kart racer, where like there was just so many of them out, especially uh, from N64 through the GameCube and a little bit into the Wii. Like there were tons of kart racers. If there was a character of some kind. Uh, it had a kart racer for sure. Um, I mean, there was only, I mean, I for the 64, kind of, there was only like two, though. There was just like Mario Kart like and Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I think, I, think metal, it, yeah. I think it peaked around GameCube, but yeah. there was just so many of them. I mean, depending on how much shovelware, I mean, well, the we the Switch has a lot of shovelware because we were talking about a few episodes ago, uh, Garfield kart. Garfield. <laughs> right. fur- it's like Furious Racer or something like that. Yeah, I almost mm-hmm. bought it for $7, but I'm glad I didn't. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of kart racers on the Switch already, but I'm just, uh, you know, I like the Final Fantasy worlds. When I first saw it, I was like, please put some fucking characters in there from Final Fantasy VI. That was the first thing I thought. But it looks like they have characters in there from Final Fantasy IX, like that weird-looking night guy that I never liked the art design of. He's in there. Steiner. Uh, Steiner's in there. Uh, Vivi's in there also. Um, I guess a lot of the gods that you summon are, are, are raceable people. I just want put some fucking I guess there is like there's like some areas or there's like one area Zozo's in there from Final Fantasy VI. So one of the wow. racetracks is from there. Also uh was it the um the UFO what's it called? The the place from Final Fantasy Seven where you can do the Chocobo racing. That's a level also. And there's Oh uh, Golden Saucer. Yeah, Golden Saucer. That that's a race as well. But no, I mean I yeah, I'm I'm into it. I I wanna I you know I'm so starving for old final old style Final Fantasy stuff that I'll take a kart racer of it you know I really want I mean it it'd be a real shame if like Kefka is in a fucking kart racer in there and you can just every time you pass somebody it's just like rrr, 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 rrr. it's just that laugh from the game that'd be awesome I um had this was the thing I joked about in my bingo card because I like crossed out Mario Kart but Chuck Chocobo racer because <laughs> yeah <laughs> Chocobo 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 however you say it. I thought it was Chocobo, um, but that's in my own head. I probably won't buy it. That's Cuckoo. I don't have any intentions of playing this game, but, you know, maybe it'll be a surprise hit and I'll want to play it. I mean, it's not until 2022 at some point in time. We don't know. Yeah. It, it, it is a Switch exclusive. I think it's a timed yeah, exclusive. A timed exclusive. Yeah. Yep. But still, I mean, if it's, I mean, if they put some time into it, and it's a decent kart racer. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll race around some Final Fantasy levels. And then there's like some cool like 80 person uh, like a uh, multiplayer thing you can do or whatever like the that they had on there. Like I thought that was interesting. They they talk about a big giant multiplayer thing. So cool. Chocobo GP that has my thumbs up. There's, there's another Square Square Enix offering right there. So they're they're showing a lot of shit on there. Uh, you got a hint of future news for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. The final character is going to be revealed on October 5th, and this will be the final Smash announcement. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I don't believe that it's the final, final one, but we'll see. And it's going to be a 40-minute... I do. I believe it. 40-minute presentation. Three years old at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a 40 minute presentation. Uh, I think we all had smash on our, well, I know Jeremy did, uh, Jess did. Yeah. I did as well. I said new smash character. I think it counts that they mentioned when they were going to mention a new smash character. So I marked yeah, it. That it's one. a mention of the new smash character. Yes. It's like when people on Twitter, are like I have a big announcement on Friday. And they post it like on Tuesday or something. <laughs> right. That's kind of what this felt like. So I was like, yeah, in a Kevin Bacon roundabout kind of way. No, I mean, I think it's totally legit. I mean, you, you said they were going to say something about a Smash character, and they did. Mm-hmm. They said, this is when we're going to have a Smash character. So, I mean, it's... I, I think, did leave it very vague. I just said, yeah. new Smash character. I mean, just, just put Smash in there, just one word. So, there you go. <laughs> Not even about <laughs> characters. Um, this one, so this one, uh, the next one, it was leaked, and I actually didn't really this think... This was a leak, yeah. Yeah, so this one, mm-hmm. I didn't really think of anything when it was leaked, but then I, when I actually saw it, I actually was, like, really into it. And it's a... Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land because I saw I saw Kirby was leaked and I'm like ah whatever another Kirby game I, I don't really care that much. See the this leak was like Kirby Odyssey, right? The leak the leak wouldn't have given anything away now that I like look back on it. But I did actually get on the Slack and warn you guys. I was like, all right, something leaked. I, I read it I'm anyway. Dumb, <laughs> I, I glazed dummy, it. I, it I went through it. Yeah, and it was literally just the art of the um, the case, and then it was the ja- one of the Japanese language translation of it was but it wasn't the name of what it finally was for us i I think it looks awesome actually this is one of my favorite games of the whole show i'm surprised that this hasn't happened before there's never been a 3d kirby game before no i mean well there was a 3d there's a 2d 3d one the kirby and the crystal shards but 2.5d but yeah that's like a 2.5d but no not a full 3d game and first thing i thought was like open world kirby i'm in this is great even though, like, watching, if you if you'll watch a little bit closer, I don't think it's fully open world. Like, everything's kind of a little bit contained, but I still think it looks like a lot of fun. Like, a 3D copy, turn into Link, uh, sword people up. It's like a Kirby of Us, I guess. It looks like kind of like The Last of Us, but with Kirby in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have my, my attention for the first time for a Kirby game, and I don't know how long. I mean, you it, definitely... It, it's pretty looking, it's different, it's a unique take on Kirby. So I'll I'll pay attention, and uh, maybe I don't know. Well, I was going to say you definitely can't fly o- over the world in this one, John. It doesn't oh, look good. like you can because the whole world is the world. And I think it's I think it's funny because uh, well, I mean, it's kind of more sad that you take like the worst Kirby game of all time and and base your opinion on Kirby on that, which is the very first one. It's like playing Mario's Missing, and that's the only one you played, and you're like, "Fuck Mario! Mario's not a good game," you know, because you played the worst one, and you just. Have I've no, played a couple. Have no intention no, I, to play I've, any of the other ones. I've played a couple. I, I even played the Kirby Superstar, and I can't get into that. And it's just not for me. Say so Superstar is definitely the one. Like I guess if you couldn't wrap your head around that one, or Superstars, or if you does make like you it, play yeah. through that original yeah. one, also though it makes you play through the Game Boy also at some point. But but it calls a Spring Breeze, which I think is appropriate. Yeah, yeah, because it's super easy, and you can play it in one sitting. And yeah, I didn't—I mean, I didn't like that Kirby game either. Like, I didn't like Kirby until later. But, but there were a lot of really solid Kirby games. Like, uh, Planet Robobot was really awesome on 3DS. Uh, Triple Deluxe was great too. I, I didn't really care for Star Allies on Switch, but I mean, there were a lot of really good ones before that. Oh yeah, the Rainbow Curse and Canvas Curse. Like, those games were really, really good. So I mean, like, there's been great Kirby games, and I'm just the way this one looks. I think it looks awesome. I was actually when I first saw it, I was like, "Yes, this is this is our Christmas game. <laughs> this is our Christmas game for this year. I'll buy it." And then it's like, "No, next year." And I'm like, "Lies!" Once again, spring, yeah. not and winter. Just spring, lies. Yeah. So many lies. 
And it's one of the few games that's new. That's an actually new thing that we haven't heard of and isn't a remake of another game. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's got to give it something. It was definitely out of my top uh, four things from the direct. It was this for sure. How cool would it be if there was some smash crossover where he could be like Bayonetta or, you know what I mean? Like if they, he could take some of those copied powers from smash over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? That'd be interesting. That'd be pretty badass. And the next one, the next one is the one that we've all been waiting for animal crossing update. <laughs> Which I think we all had that on our bingo card. I mean, this is the same as I did the, not actually. You didn't have Animal Crossing on there. I did not. I've forgotten oh. about that game. Uh, both, I don't both, think I had it on there. Either. Both Jess and I did. We both had. Well, she had new content and no new content as, bo- <laughs> as both of them. But, but no, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm excited about this. I've been watching videos about this as well. Like, because I don't know if you guys saw, but they're they're releasing a whole new line of uh, amiibo cards like to go along with this direct so that makes me think that maybe it's something bigger than just furniture but if it's going to be a whole direct then it's got to be something that just the roost right it's not just going to be the uh the coffee shop thing i don't know i i would love for something that the roost and and this they showed uh what what they show like like the whole sandwich board and Mm -hmm. um it's it's in it's in the museum it's it's in the corner of the museum and and you do kind of see like a blurred out version of the of the coffee place behind you when it shows like that they're going to do direct, but there's no there's no date for the direct yet. But November. I, don't know. I want to be no the new contents in November. The direct is in October. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so I I don't know. I would love something to bring me back to the bronze, even though it's kind of uh, sucks that I named it that now with the shittiness of uh, Joss Whedon and all that stuff. But uh, it's fine. Buffy's still a good show. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. I don't look forward to having to clean up the roaches or in the weeds when I go back. <laughs> I don't I mean I I love that game. I, I played it for like 500 hours and I would love to come back. I haven't and, played it in months and months and months. Oh, well, neither have I, but I know I know that I know that I have like overflowing mailbox cuz Jess would like just send me stuff all the time. So I know I'm going to have to deal with a whole lot of packages and all that, but it'll be fun to look at like all these Definitely like, my seasonal things that'll be in hours. there. But I mean, yeah. Whatever this Whatever this update is, it, it seems like certainly the most substantial update yet. And also, it seems like maybe this should have come about eight to ten months ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what they were doing, I guess. I'll pause it 12. <laughs> so Animal Crossing Direct. I'm excited to watch the Direct whenever that happens. It's weird that there wasn't a date for it, but it's the next month. So whatever. Mario Golf Super Rush, the game that keeps on giving. The one that's really trying to make it make it be your favorite game, which I love this game, actually. I like that they keep adding stuff to it. And uh, we played, uh, Jess and I, we played as the new characters. And I'm sure you did as well, as well Jeremy. We made jokes about, about Ninji, like going to a sex, Ninji? Going to a sex like, party the and, the, and the button nipples and all that those, stuff. Those yeah. are buttons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have those always been buttons? I don't, I gotta I don't know. Up now. So Nin- Ninji and Cooper, just... yeah, Ninji and Koopa Troopa were added to the golf, and there's two new courses too. Oh wait, that's awesome. just his golf outfit. Okay, okay. But he looks like, like he's, he's wearing. Like he's... But he's look like he's like the Gimp or something from uh, yeah, he kind of from a Pulp Fiction or whatever. He's got the sex. He's got the sex outfit on, which fine, you know, more power to you. He's going to do. His, he kind of looks going to do honestly. His thing. He looks like he looks like a Fall Guy character, which I should say the other oh. way around. But it totally looks like when in the in the, when he's waiting to like match up with people and you just kind of stand in there he totally looks like he could be in fall guys as one of the costumes sure so i actually think that'd be cool if they added him as a character in fall guys whenever it comes to switch yeah whenever that happens i thought that was he for sure like gonna happen fall guy character, yeah. uh, mario well, golf the way around i should say 
I had I had a Mario Golf update on mine. Uh, Just did as well. We, we we both had that on there. And we both also had Mario Party as well. Mm-hmm. That the when that you know that that came around. The only thing that I might have gotten points from is this uh, uh, today. It happened that day, but I had multiple things satisfied that. Bingo oh, yeah. swear drops today. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no uh, Mario Golf dropped today as well. And I don't know if you did you play around with it at all, Jeremy. Yeah, I played uh, nipple. The nipple guy and I, uh, yeah, I tried a little bit of it. I haven't played all the new levels yet, but cool. I'm up to like having a B in the current uh, ranked, which ends tomorrow. So yeah, better get on that. To gotta get your it, yeah. Gotta get your hat, man. Gotta get my hat with a boo. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get your boo hat. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the the I felt like the snow one was really hard. Like I was really not playing well at all on on the snow levels. The, there's a new snow level and there's a new like sand level also. But yeah, we we fucked we fucked around on there and talked about Ninji's set sex suit and all that stuff. But yeah, the, the snow mm-hmm. course is really difficult. It's really there. There's a lot of space too. A lot of a lot of like five, a lot of five par ones. So I'm just I'm happy they're adding more stuff to it. Mario Golf. It's that, kind of the opposite of the uh, the New Donk City, which is all par threes. Yeah, those ones were small. This is a really big one. So good for them. And Mario Golf, you know, this one's gonna be. Spoilers, but this one's for sure going to be on my top 10 in some way because I have a lot of fun with this game and I'm still playing it, playing it with Jess, playing it online with her brother and it's a good game. I wish they would add to the story mode when they do these updates as well. Like I, I want a vi- reason I to care. revisit the story mode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't care that much about the story. Um, what's next? You know much about Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition? Okay, this was another cool. one. That, this is another one that Jess got because she put Unexpected Port on there, and this is definitely unexpected. Nobody expected this. And this is a port of a 3DS game as well, which is weird. Is Never even heard of it. But yeah, Disney Magical World 2. But there 2. were two of them, apparently. Yeah, right? I... I'm not, I mean, I don't care. I'm not going to get this game, but it, but it is definitely unexpected. <laughs> and I was like, all right, somebody liked this game. And it's coming out Moving this year, to too. a more favored Disney property. Oh, yeah. I actually yelled out loud for this one because I've been I've been talking many a times on the show about how much I wanted Knights of the Old Republic on Switch. And this gives me less of a reason to want the PS5 now because now I can play the original, yeah. the original Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch. And I don't have to worry about that fucking remake, which I don't even know if it's going to be good. But, yeah, I yelled out loud. I was like, ah! And I was really hoping this was going to be, like, dropped today. Because, like, if it did, I would do nothing but play Knights of the Old Republic. I thought it was. I totally thought it was. I have it on Android. Like, I bought it years ago on one of my old phones. and never played it. Like, literally, like, never oh. booted it up. I think it was on this... sale for 99 cents. or No, it might have been even less. Like, on Android, occasionally, they'll do, like, all these games sales. are 10 cents today. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's when I bought it. So, I have it. But I've literally not even booted it up, so I've thought maybe I'll get an, uh, a tablet eventually and I'll play it there. But play I'll it on your Switch. It play it on your Switch. On the Switch. So uh, IGN did a did like a list of like the top ten best Star Wars games of all time, and of course the number one game is Knights of the Old Republic because it is the best Star Wars game there is, hands down. And uh, this game, this will actually be the third time that I've bought this game coming out because I. I bought it for my e, for my iMac, eMac, whatever we had in college, John. Those like weird ass, weirdly wobbly looking uh, uh, computers that we got a discount on at a. Uh, didn't you have one also mm-hmm. at Columbia, where it has like the different color on the background? I thought you had one. Yeah. 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 Anyway, oh, I, no, no, no. I didn't have one of those. I, I had the one with the with the arm. The screen was like an arm. Oh, that was attached. the iMac, I think. Anyway, I had the eMac where it was all in the in the thing. Anyway, regardless, uh, mine came with a, a 3D engine, whatever. 
It came with a 3D card and also came with uh, Tony Hawk 4, which was which was weird. So that was what I played mm-hmm. Tony Hawk 4 on. But I bought I bought a Knights of the Old Republic new for my computer then, and then I bought it again on Steam for my new for my laptop that I have right here, and I've played it on that as well. And I will play it and I'll buy it again for Switch. It's only going to be fifteen dollars, so what the fuck? And it's actually coming out the day before. It's coming out the day before Shin Megami Tensei Five. So talk about a a crazy week of RPGs right there. But Knights of the Old Republic is really fucking cool. Number one, uh, the game, the story takes place after the Dark Horse uh, Tales of the Jedi comic book that I used to read in high school with uh, Eula Keldrama and uh, Freed and Nad and Exar Kun and Nomi Sunrider and all those people, which is fucking awesome because I was really into that when I was a teenager. And also, it follows the rules of the Star Wars role-playing game that came out in the 90s as well. So if you're familiar with any of those, you're gonna just, you would love this shit. That's like really what blew me, blew me away about it was that it uses the same, basically the same stuff that we had used in Star Wars role-playing in the 90s is in this game. Like anything that you've, like the, like the battle stats for like vibroblades and shit like that, it's all in there. So it was like, it blew me away. I love the crap out of this game. And I've been wanting, I've been waiting for so long to play it on a console. I never bought an original Xbox and that was the only console that it was on other than this. So I'm very happy that it's on Switch. This was definitely one of my, top things of the of the thing of the thing because i love it i mean I, I played it on my computer on my laptop recently and i played it all day i played it for like eight hours just because it's a fucking great game like it's really good it's written really well like the voices are great all the characters are great play it people please play the game it's very good so is this supposed to like i don't remember exactly is there like a mass effect connection here or I... yeah it's made by the same people who did mass effect before mass effect okay Okay, okay. But it but it plays differently than Mass Effect. Mass Effect went more into the action type thing, and this one kind of like it like pauses. Like you'll come up and you're about to hit somebody, and it'll pause, and you get to choose like what you're gonna do for the next four things, and then you like unpause it, and then they go and do the things, mm-hmm. and you can do it for your different characters and all that. It's great, and and it's and it takes place what like I don't know like uh, four hundred years before the events of the regular Star Wars stuff, so it has nothing to do with any of the original trilogy and all that shit. So, but, uh, from reading like an interview with somebody about the remake, I didn't realize that it was, cause I knew they talked about stuff from the, from the comic book, but it is actually a sequel to the tales of the Jedi comic that came out in the nineties, which I've been reading on Marvel unlimited. So I'll have to read through the rest of that before it comes out. But yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched about it. It's cool. It's a very cool game. The story is done really well. There is a sequel to this game. I'm seeing on Apple. There is. Well, like yeah, Knights of the Old Republic too. It was on it was on Xbox when it when it came out. It was a uh, I don't know, people didn't like that one as much and I've never actually played the second one. But okay. I always wanted to play all the way through the first one and I never did. I got to there's a big thing that happens in the middle of the game. I'm not going to say what it is because I want people to figure out what it actually is, but there is a big event, there's a big re- reveal and I never got past after that. Cuz I think I went okay. to a I went to a planet that was filled with uh with the rankers from Return of the Jedi, and I think my computer wasn't strong enough to handle that, so it took me a while to try to get through it, and I just gave up on it. But, yeah. Anyway, I always wanted to play through Knights of the Old Republic because it's a really cool game. And it's definitely Same. definitely the best Star Wars game there is. And I think it's I think it's a huge... It's like a pinnacle of uh, RPGs, I think, as well. Like, I think it did a lot of really cool shit for the time. I mean, it's a Western RPG that seems to be pretty well regarded across the board, so that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I highly recommend it to anybody because I think it's awesome. And the character's great. And if you like Star Wars at all, like it's it's really good Star Wars. Like they actually 
you know, they knew how to make a Star Wars game. Like they actually understood. Basing that show off it, right? Does it, the Old Republic show on Disney? Well, the actually the new the whatever it is, the New Republic, Old Republic. That's actually well, it's a comic book also. I've been reading the comic, but yeah, it's kind of trying to do the same thing where it's like takes place like 400, 500 years before the Skywalker events, but they're not actually using any of the characters from the original story, I don't think. But regardless, it's great. There's huts in it. There's, Here's a there's fun a, fact. There's whatever. There's uh, bounty hunters. All that I see the Old Republic came out just as long ago to us as the original Star Wars did to that game. No. No, I just made that up. <laughs> One of those fucking, uh, yeah, those, those fucking things. <laughs> yeah, I've said enough about I've said enough about Knights of the Old Republic, but I'm really excited about it. it that's going to be a crazy week. It sucks that it comes out the day before Shin Megami Tensei Five. It's going to be like, oh. But I'm going to be, I'm going to have a great time with both of those games. So I'm happy. The next announcement was Dying Light 2 Stay Human Cloud Edition and Dying Light Platinum Edition. I don't know anything about these, but friend of the show, uh, Brock from uh, Damage Boost, he uh, he was saying that it was great. He commented on my Twitter. He's like, those games are really good. He's like, uh, buy them and I'll play, I'll play with you online because I guess there's a online uh, there's zombie co-op. Games, right? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a zombie action first person shooter or something. There's multiplayer. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about them, but he said they were really, really good, and he was happy that they came to Switch. So, and we got a Cloud Edition game, which I'm gonna start adding that to my bingo card. What's the new Cloud Edition game? Oh yeah, because they're because they're, they're, they're doing it. Yeah, they're they're keeping doing it. You know, so so there you go. Dying Light Two is next year, and Dying Light Pat, Platinum Edition, the first one, is in like a couple weeks. It's in it's on the 19th of October. So there you go. I saw I Stay Human, and I was confusing it. I was thinking, is this Detroit? Too human? But- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I got really confused for a second. I was like, what's Detroit is Detroit game? Oh, well, yeah, that's a whole nother one. I forgot about the Detroit one because there's also two human that was the because that was the um, Silicon Knights one that didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Like after uh, after um, the um, Eternal Darkness. So, yeah, the whole series of games about being just the right amount of human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> human. Adequately human. My favorite game I've played. <laughs> yeah. So uh, more stuff about triangle strategy. Um, I don't know about this game. It's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a strategy game person. I've I've learned that. Yeah, I, I'm not that I've big. Tried. Of, I've yeah. learned that. I'm not that big of a fan of of uh, strategy games. I really was not a fan of Octopath Traveler, which is the same sort of art style and all that. And yeah, this one is like it's going to take a lot of convincing for me to actually care. The only, I mean, the only like strategy game that I'll probably play is like the Marvel Midnight Suns one, even though I think I'm going to just be disappointed about it, but I'll play it anyway because Ghost Rider's in it, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they were taking stuff from the demo, like what people said about the demo that was released and they're like adapting things through that. So I don't know, people, a lot of people really like it. I just, yeah, I had a hard time getting into those. Like even especially they, those. They just dropped Project, right? That's all they got dropped? The drop Project. Yeah, yep. no, it's just Triangle Strategy, yeah. They heard the fan reaction to the title. They thought, you know, project, we got to drop that. I mean, it's like Untitled Goose Game, you know? It's like, you might as well just keep it whatever you said it was from the beginning. That's coming out in March of next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see myself getting it. I don't know. We got a little bit about Metroid Dread next. I mean, it was pretty much no new information. I think it was just... Just more... Uh, get hyped for the, for the release Yeah, just like a couple of days. Just it like was kind of like directing people to go back and read the Dread report and... Right. All that shit. Yeah, which which I haven't, just because I don't want to be too spoiled on it. But it, that was another thing Jess and I both had was Metroid. Was like she just put Metroid on there, like any sort of Metroid, and I put mm-hmm. Metroid Dread. 
because I figured I Metroid Prime Four like an idiot. <laughs> oh, I knew Metroid Prime Four wasn't going to happen because I mean, why would you want to misdirect the excitement for Dread? Like, why would you throw that out now? Like, get get people to get Dread and then we'll do true. it. Later. And there was some new. Uh, I don't know. There's some new like person on the internet says they know things. Uh, this newest one was that Metroid Prime Trilogy isn't coming out. It's Metroid Prime One is coming out, and that's going to happen next year. That was the newest person thinks they know things. Uh, said it on Twitter type of news that happened. I don't see them bringing the original <laughs> without doing the others unless they do a remaster, I guess. I guess. I mean, well, if they're just going to do one and they don't want to actually do the... It might be easier to try to just do the GameCube one straight up instead of the Wii port with the motion controls and all that, which I've been saying from the beginning that it's going to take some time with that. But yeah, Metroid Dread looks great. We we A few of us had it on there. And then this is kind of the big one, right? This is something that we talked about yeah, in the first big one, yep. In mm-hmm. the uh in the predictions is a new expansion pack spelled wrong <laughs> on uh to the Nintendo Switch online where they're adding uh Nintendo 64 and Genesis. <laughs> the Genesis edition was kind of like that what? was like whoa. <laughs> okay, what? How we're doing this again, huh? That was weird. Cool. Well, I'm I mean, it, it's I felt like it was kind of like the ultimate fuck you to the people who bought the Genesis collection, you know, like all of us who all bought that game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I'm um, not sour about that. Though. I only paid 15 bucks for that game. Yeah, I think I bought it for 11. I paid for 30. I, I got it for it. super cheap. But yeah. And I barely played it, so I'm like I well, played it. It it was a good it was a good editing game to play in the background. Can we use the thing that we haven't talked about yet on it? Of the I controllers mean, that might be worth. Po- Is that what you want to talk about? I mean, funny, you should be able to. It'd be funny if I dropped fifty bucks on this controller, and I'd play. Yeah, I paid like less than twenty bucks for the collection, and then I'm also getting all these games for free. But I guess they don't have the rewind feature that the online has. Yeah, do they? They, in the Genesis collection, there's a rewind. Yeah, is there? Okay, rewind. See, rewind is king. Re- rewind is king. I love rewind. We'll talk about that later when we get to another part of the thing. But yeah, we're getting. So there's. They said there's going to be more information on this new expansion pack tier in oct in late October. So another direct coming up around the corner, um, and it is going to be yeah an additional tier. You'll pay a little bit more for access to the n64 and genesis games i'm a little upset about that i'm not gonna lie i'm expecting fully expecting that there's something else to this tier you, you still think that the game boy games are gonna come still right i don't i don't really, i mean i don't i, yeah, I don't I, think they would put them on the new tier though i don't think they put them on the new tier but i think there's something else about this new tier that warrants it being a whole separate thing they have to pay it more better for. Be. that's not just the games because they've got the new servers we know that and yeah. we know that the newer yep. games that have come out have had better online i mean Mario Golf being one of them. Yep. Like the online's just like performing better in those games. So what can they do to make me pay more besides what I'm already gonna pay for? Which is the games. Yeah. But you know, you know what I they, wish I didn't have to. You know what they can do? They can put Winback on there. I know you haven't played Winback yet. Winback's a good game. I have that game on sixty four. That that was like such a weird, like random game to have on there. But Winback is actually pretty good. Like I actually sought yeah. sought out that game just because it's it one sounds of those weird like something I would like close games. out of on my computer. Winback that would pop up when I would hit the X. Yeah. Like, no, I did not. I did not download that software. No, Winback was cool. I actually bought. I think I bought a cartridge of that not that long ago, maybe like five or six years ago. I think I bought Winback oh. for the first time just because I. It was one of those like weird hidden gems, like kind of cool sixty four games and. 
I love that it's on there. And there, there's some games on here that I never wanted to buy, but they are available on here, like Yoshi's Story. Like, I never wanted to buy that game. But now hmm. I can play it, I guess, because it'll kinda, be on I'm actually kind of thing. excited to play that the right way, because I only learned in the last couple of years. Yeah, about like, the, the how you're supposed to, to collect the yeah the fruits mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And not to mention uh, Kirby, which I think Kirby will get added later. But that's another game that I'd love playing again, because I rented that game for a weekend and I had a blast with it. Like I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Crystal shards. Yeah. The crystal shards one. I rented it and I beat it and I was like, that was great. And I always wanted to buy it again and play it again, but I just never got around to it, but it'll just be on. How, how weird is it that they're telling us what we can expect? Cause they didn't do that with any of the other systems. Oh "Oh, yeah. So here's what they're looking forward to. We'll have these too. And the one, I think think it's because they, they're asking us to pay more. That must be it. Like, hey, this is so you're paying not to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah, they want to say that they're going to do they're going to be more consistent with it than the other one. I think it's going to be like five dollars a year or something like that. I really don't think. I mean, maybe five, ten it, bucks, maybe no ten, maybe ten bucks. a year at the most. But I mean, I don't really care. I'm going to do it because I want to play all these games. I mean, twenty dollars is already so ridiculously low. Anyway, we talked about this again and again. Yeah, compared to other online stuff, service, yeah. should be like fifty bucks, sixty bucks. Weren't the on the original Wii? Weren't in sixty four games ten? So you're paying for the price of one. They were console. I think yeah, they were ten. They were they were full ten dollars release. So, so if you look at that context and not even uh, accounting for inflation, like that's not bad. But I'm still just kind of like at the core of it all, the online service needs to be about how the online games function. It's cool you're giving us all these games. Cool, like that's how they're choosing to met out their virtual console, but like the online service is to make Nintendo like competitive with all the other systems, I would hope and how their online functionality is. So I just want something better to justify it. I want something else. That's not virtual console because I love virtual console. Don't get me wrong. I'll take it all day, all night. Give me all the virtual console. You know, you know, you want Dr. Mario 64 online. Because <laughs> online with friends, because yeah. <laughs> that's Honestly, what, it'll be. Uh, what it'll be. Seeing a major Majora's mask with the rewind feature is a fucking mind fuck. I, I, that I totally sure is. Note that. I really want to like, see how rewind rewind within a time you can rewind thing. within yeah. the game that's already like dilating time. Like it just it makes it like the inception of video games. Not to not to mention oh. the big one that was on the list, which was actually ended up being another one of my favorite things about the about this about this direct, but. Banjo Kazooie, baby, <laughs> being on there for Nintendo. I should get a mark yeah. for a rare replay for that. Because yeah, I was I like, I, I was we'll just like, you yes, like one eighth of a mark. One eighth. I, I was, I was pretty happy about that. I was like, yes, finally, Banjo Kazooie. I can play it on the Switch. I can play it again. And rare, you know, even like I own it, it but Twitter I could, about I own it on sixty four, but I want to play it on here. Yep. Rare tweeted thing. about it immediately afterwards. I was like, it's true. You'll be able to play Banjo Kazooie on the right. Nintendo Switch, yeah. so like, there's definitely something. Like, people are like Ruined. ruminating about maybe Goldeneye with online so, multiplayer. Well, it wasn't our favorite Nintendo leaker Zippo has claimed that Diddy <laughs> Kong Racing and Your more favorite. rare games are coming to NSO. Yeah, I mean, I I think Diddy Kong Racing is probably is probably an easy one. Like, that's definitely going to happen. I think um, the big one that I want is uh, Blast Core. That one is excellent. Like that should be on there. That game is so good. And there's probably a lot of people who didn't play it the first time around, but it's so fucking good. That's probably one of my favorite rare games from uh from the sixty four. 
or like oh, a, Jet, a Force Gemini. Jet Force Gemini. Oh, yeah, yeah, that game kind of sucks. But I mean, put it on there so it everybody does. can know that it sucks. <laughs> I don't conquer. know. God, conquer. Of course, conquer. Yeah, conquer. I mean, well, wasn't the weren't they supposed? Weren't they trying to like re-release uh, GoldenEye or like an HD version of it? And the big holdup was Nintendo. Like I remember reading mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, there was some news about that. Maybe that we will. Ago. Maybe we will eventually finally get GoldenEye. GoldenEye on there. So. We'll put old Goldeneye on there so everybody can know that the game is not good and you can actually play it and realize how stupid it is. It's really, it's really not that good of a game. Try playing it now. It kind of sucks. It's got nothing on it does, 64. but playing online with like friends like and just being on a total nostalgia trip with it would be cool. Sure. Totally yeah. would be. I'm just saying it's not I as mean, good as people think it is. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, Mar- but also what would be fun is like Mario Kart 64 and Star Fox. I mean, Star Fox 64 yep. is great. It's the best Star Fox game there is, so it's nice to have that on there. Plus, John... I like to play the multiplayer version, four-player Star, Star Fox. That would be fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I just think of all the pain that it took me to get through to, to do all the stuff to where you can be the character running around with a bazooka on the ground. So fucking hard to do that shit. <laughs> They should do well, a the they should do like a mention. plus they should do a plus version that has that in there. You know how they do like the new ones, the SP versions or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. where they need one that has all the shit unlocked for for uh, Star Fox's multiplayer. We also are getting, of course, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, Ray, uh, Super Mario sixty four, already uh, on there. That's <laughs> also yeah. kind of a fuck you to people who got the three D All Stars, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like we already have that game on here. Okay, whatever. Sin and Punishment, a treasure game. That game is and awesome. Treasure also actually uh, teased that they're they're going to have, have more games out for the NSO. So that's cool. Sin and Punishment is, is awesome. And I think that game, when it was released, was like $12 because they charged extra for the translation. Uh, they did a translation. sequel, right? They right. did, yeah. Star Successor, which I have that game as well. I got, got on Wii U, Virtual Console. For we Wii. got that one too. I didn't play through it. I didn't play it like through it like the first one. Sin and Punishment one though. I played the shit out of that. I played the shit on it on an emulator, and then I played the shit out of it on Wii when it came out later in Virtual Console. And it is great. That game is great. It's really really fucking cool. We're also getting Mario Tennis, and then in Japan they're getting Custom Robo and its sequel. Interesting. Which hopefully we'll just be able to download like all the other. Yeah, we should be able to get the get the other stuff. Yeah, not to mention in, in the future we'll be getting what F Zero X, Majora's Mask, Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, Kirby sixty four, Paper Mario, Mandalorian. Pokemon Snap. The timing is just slightly the off. original one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can go back and see how much you like that one, even though you could play through it in about forty five minutes. But it's still probably more fun than the new one. The Genesis games uh, are all kind of games that are already on there, but there are a couple things that I thought was interesting from it. Um, is Ristar is Ristar on the collection on the yes. Sega Genesis yes. collection? Okay. Yep. Um, but uh, what I do think is interesting, Musha. I don't think Musha is on the collection, and Musha's also two of the well, Strider Strider isn't on there. Strider is a game that I that I want to play out all the stuff on here. Um, also, it's interesting, and this is like the coming soon, right? It was showing that there was going to be a no, no, it's on here already. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore, mm-hmm. which are on the Contra Collection and the Castlevania Collection, which makes me believe that Super Castlevania 4 and uh, Contra 3 will be showing up on the Nintendo Switch Online later for Super Makes Nintendo. Sense. Because they didn't show up because they were in other collections, but if these are going to be on here, they're going to add them later. And there was another thing from Nintendo directly saying that they were still going to add games to the to the NES and the Super Nintendo yep. Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. Online stuff. So I'm put me on somebody's fucking article right here. Just say like Trey from Nintendo Main could, predicts it right now. The Castlevania Four 
and uh, and uh, Contra Three Alien Wars will both be on Nintendo Switch Online in the future. I hope for Banjo Tooie. Oh yeah, Go definitely. Enjoy. I want Banjo Tooie, and I want. I think pa- Paper Mario is fucking awesome. Like, there's not a whole lot of good RPGs on the 64. In fact, Paper Hybrid Mario Heaven. <laughs> they need to put Hybrid Heaven on here. That game is so weird, but so cool. But Paper Mario is great game. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that on the Genesis they put Sonic the Hedgehog two, but not Sonic the Hedgehog one. Sonic two is obviously the better game, yes, but there's no reason they couldn't have put Sonic one on there just for just to, you know posterity's sake. It's it's kind of weird because the uh, the Mega Drive Mini that I got from Japan, the Japanese version of the Sega Genesis Mini, it also doesn't have Sonic one on it either. It's just Sonic two, because I guess I guess that's the one. They're just like if we're just gonna have one, we're gonna do that one. I'm hoping that they add Mario Party two and three to the sixty four one because those games are pretty good. I, I figure all this, all the Nintendo stuff will eventually be. on I mean, there. anything with multiplayer, like please N sixty four because that was the one that had the four, you know, the four ports. Like it was meant for couch co op. So and then we can play Mario Party those, online in another games. way. Yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. Mario Kart sixty four online with friends, and well, that's pretty much it. But I mean, that, yeah, I want to play that game again. It's been a while. It's been a while since I played it. Yeah, I and mean, Mario uh, Golf would be fun to play two player. Yeah, online. Mario Golf's good. And tennis. Yeah, the Genesis stuff is kind of whatever. But also, uh, we have, I don't think we mentioned it yet, but there's going to be controllers involved in this. Yeah. $50 wireless controllers. I do kind of want the 64 one just because of how stupid it is. Because how much this, was the yeah. Super Nintendo controller? That was 30 They right? were like 30 yeah. 30 bucks, yeah. I'm yeah. wondering why are these 50 Obviously, I think that 64 one, you know, there's some more to it. Well, the 64 one has analog. This one, I don't know. It has an analog stick. I don't know stick, why they're the same price. I think the Sega one should be 30 don't, I think that's yeah. weird as fuck. I know, I know um, you guys are going to buy it just because, but I say don't buy yeah. it. You can buy... You can buy a Sega Genesis wireless controller from 8-Bit, though, for $20 on Amazon. I have, I, have, I, have, I have two of them. I mean, they work fine. I use them for my Genesis Mini. I'm just saying. I'll definitely buy a yeah. 64 one. It has six, uh, has six buttons, too. I talked about this a little bit with you guys in chat or on the um, on Slack. But I was like, when I saw Nintendo was making a first-party Sega controller for the Switch... The first thing I thought of was Demolition Man when they're like, all the, restaurants are the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this, like, yeah, and we talked about it a little bit. We went back and forth, but like, Sega's been on Nintendo consoles for over 20 years. 20 years, years yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But this is fucking insane that Nintendo is making a first party Sega Genesis controller. It's and selling it for 50 bucks, by the way. It's which so weird. Yeah. Could have bought you a Sega Genesis. Like in the mm. late days of the of the of the console oh, itself, the but like it's like oh my god, I my brain's exploding. Like yeah. if I went back in time to myself in the you know the heyday of the of the console wars in the sixteen bit days, Jeremy, someday you need to you need to bet money on this. Someday Nintendo will make a first party <laughs> version of this controller right here. It just won't have a cord sticking out of it. <laughs> did you I, I don't know if you looked at i put some of the pictures on the slack but there's some pictures on the top of the nintendo 64 where there's a couple new like buttons on the top and the mm-hmm. actual charging plug is on the very very top of the controller so mm-hmm. john so was I'm talking about like what goes in the back and i was going to say if you really if it takes like the original stuff you know i have i have a bunch of rumble you, i'll just give you one if you want i could get won't. both of you oh, i get yeah. both of you one i got like three of them 
You know, I'm not, I don't use them. I'm saying you could I'm, just I'm stick just, it in there and pretend that it's a working rumble pack or whatever. If you want the way I, I hope it's not just closed off or whatever. It's probably just going to be where the know, there for looks or something. But um, I hope it's functional. That would just be cool. Let me put a rumble pack in there from 25 years ago and it, it would still work. I want that. Yeah, I, w- I want the wireless Nix 64 one just because I think the 64 controller is like one of the worst controllers of all time. Which isn't. But uh, today, the day we're recording, it's technically the 25th anniversary of the. Yeah. Yep. It's a couple. True. Yeah. September 29th. Yeah. So there you go. So that was the official release date was September 29th, 1996. But we all know it was released a couple days early. And uh, at least actually on the on September 26th. And and spinning off of this, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a Patreon episode as well, where we talk about you know like non first party uh, hidden gem games that we think should be on the new Nintendo Switch Online and all that. So you know, give us some money and Look listen to that. Soon. Yeah, so that that'll be our next Patreon episode. We're gonna do but one as a spin off of this. For, I got my bingo mark for N sixty four. Did not get my bingo mark for Game Boy, but I almost wanted to take it for. Something else we'll talk about later, but I won't say it yet. But it doesn't count. I just I just put a Nintendo Switch online update is what I did. So yeah. So there you go. I also put a new controller, so that counted as well. Sure. I got all of my bingo marks for the stuff that was announced on on these uh, classic games. So I had, but I was not intending for them to be like. I was I was intending for like new editions of these games, but they happen to be just old games here. So I said Dr. Mario, F Zero, and Star Fox. I counted it. Because if I didn't count that, I would have so I had to do it. Yeah, no, no. That's that's legal. They count. Yeah, I was gonna say I know you'll get I know you get a couple of those for that. I should I should have been more like you were saying, I should have been more strategic, like putting it around, like try to have them all line up. I just didn't really think about it. Um, I'm still learning, but something I'm gonna add to a future bingo card. Same day leak. Same day leak. Oh yeah, sure. Same day leak. Mm-hmm. I guess that. Yeah, sure, whatever. That'll count. That almost always happens. So after that, uh, Shadow Run, Shadow Run trilogy, which actually had me a little intrigued because the original Shadow One game was a Super Nintendo game, and I don't know if this is a remake of that game plus two sequels. But I was like, oh yeah, no, that wasn't Super Nintendo. I'm kind of into it. So, but it's not coming out till next year. So, but it's like a top-down uh, dystopian sci-fi RPG game. So there you go. And finally, we get to the two games that I've been playing this week, or these two, whatever, that came out. Jeremy has two. Uh, Castlevania Advance Collection, which we both had that on our bingos. I know Jeremy and yep. I did. And here it is. And I uh, I decided that I was going to go from worst to best on this game, and that's what I did. I, uh, I beat Dracula X for the first time ever. And I also beat Circle of the Moon. So there you go. That's why I didn't get to Fusion this, I can't believe this week, because I did both of them. Dracula, you played through Circle of the Moon, I'm dude. I, I like Circle of the Moon actually. I think Circle of the Moon's way better than Harmony. Of, or not, yeah, it's. I think it's better than Harmony of Dissonance. Going from going from Circle of the Moon to Harmony of Dissonance is so weird because Harmony of Dissonance controls like so badly compared to like Circle of the Moon. Like I felt like it was a step down. Like because I went straight to the other one after I beat Circle of the Moon. And I was like, but at the time, I was like, this game kind of sucks. Like these sprites look really muddy and well, not muddy, but they look like stupid they're like they're not designed right the character looks really dumb like the movement is not good i know i understand circle of the moon was really hard to play when it came out because of how dark it is but i've been wanting to i've been wanting to beat that game for 20 years 
and I, I feel like I got pretty far in it, but I never, definitely never saw the boss, the the last boss for sure. Because when I, I saw, to, saw that one, I was like, I, I did not play this final Dracula. Tell me how far I was. I got to like a three-headed dragon boss. Oh, you mean the two dragons, the two heads? There's like two dragons yeah. sitting next to each other. That's mm-hmm. that's maybe like halfway through the game, I'd say. There's still the a lot after that. Yeah. No, I I had I, I had so much fun. Well, I didn't have fun with Dracula X. I think Dracula X is a terrible game. But uh, I have to. I just have to do put a little backstory here. Um, I didn't know anything about Rondo of Blood like back in the late '90s, but I remember seeing pictures of Dracula X on Nintendo Power right when I went into college. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a new Castlevania game that looks really cool, and it looks looks like an anime, but I didn't know anything about anime at the time. But I loved I loved the way the graphics looked. I loved that there were super moves and stuff in it. And I was kind of obsessed with it for a while. And when I was, you know, illegally downloading emulators and ROMs and stuff like that, one of the first things that I ever downloaded was Dracula X. So I've been obsessed with Dracula X for years. So it was nice to finally fucking beat the stupid game. And it's not good. It's not a good game. But, uh... But rewind, rewind is a wonderful thing. Like uh, rewind really helped me through that game, and it was kind of cool because I was playing Dracula, and I would just I, I'd like get hit and I'd rewind and then I would dodge and I was like you know this rewind is kind of teaching me how to fight Dracula <laughs> because I'm like mm-hmm. I would fuck up and then I'd rewind and do it right and then I'd fuck up again and rewind and do it right and I just did this through the whole game, and you should have saw it when I was playing Circle of the Moon, I went through so much of the game with like only one hit left on me. And I just was like running through, get hit, rewind, dodge, get hit, rewind, dodge. And I did that through like so much of the fucking game. I can't even believe it. Where I went, I like traveled so much area with only like one hit point and still made it to like the next save thing just through the rewind. And it was, it was fun. Like I had a lot of fucking fun doing it. It's like the same way I play first person shooters. Like I was saying, where I like try to see how long mm-hmm. I can go with like two hit points or something like that. It's the same thing that I was doing with Circle of the Moon. But Circle of the Moon's great. Like I, I loved it. I thought I think the soundtrack's great. I think the story's good. Like I, I collect like half of the cards. There's some pretty cool st- stuff that you get. I got the one where you just get experience points for walking. I thought that was really fun. We just walk around. It's just like psh, psh, psh. it just has a little circle that like appears around you. Yeah, I think it's better. I think it's definitely better than Army of Dissonance. And I was kind of I was kind of down on it, but maybe when I play more of, I mean, I'm going to play through all of them. But jumping from Circle of the Moon to Army of Dissonance, I was like. Oh, Harmony of Dissonance is ugly. <laughs> it's like, these graphics are ugly. I don't know. Because the character looks so big and weird and like has like the cell-shaded white like uh, thing around it. And Well, I gotta say, uh, this collection, I mean, I bought it as well. But these games are why I bought a Wii U. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, for saw the... were, I saw they were coming to the Wii U virtual console. And of course, they weren't coming to 3DS. I had the 3DS before that. So when I saw, uh, it, you know, Game Boy Advance games are only coming to Wii U, that was kind of annoying. But I bought a Wii U, and I bought all these games uh, except for Dracula X because that wasn't part of it at the time. Yeah, that's such um, a weird. It's I, like I've later found out <laughs> it's just that it was a Game Boy Advance port that they threw into this collection. Is that why that's in there? Because uh, you see it and you're like, one of these yeah. things is not like the other. You know, it's like what is it was is a this port? Here? Yeah, it was yeah. a port they made for the for the GBA, but uh. I just remember being so happy I could play these on the TV. With the exception of my Game Boy Player, I had at least... I, at the time, I didn't have an HD solution for my GameCube, so this was the best way to play these games, you know, as of when they came out on the, the Wii U. So I played all the way through Harmony of Dissonance and uh, Ari of Sorrow. I never played through 
circle of the moon. That's a goal I have right now. I'm just playing harmony of dissonance because I want to save Ari of sorrow. Cause that's such a good game. Oh yeah. That's going like to be saying, Trey, I'll, say, and I'll, I'll start like, from the, the least, the ones that are least mm-hmm. like to the one that's most liked. And I, I played, it's such a yeah. delicious little treat that I'm like saving it. But, uh, I started playing a uh, harmony of distance. I'm actually over 50% through it, at least on map exploration. I just have like really strong memories of you showing me this game uh, when it first came out. I showed you and Circle of the Moon also when it first came you out. You did. Yeah. And I actually, when I bought my Game Boy Advance, that I bought it from my friend Brandon. Um, and it came with Tony Hawk 2 and uh, Circle of the Moon. So I, that was the first one of the first games I ever owned for the Game Boy Advance. Half of my collection for a while. But harmony of dissonance was like you showed me that and i was like holy shit castlevania can be done well on this system specifically harmony of dissonance made an impression on me because it's nice big sprites you could see what it was on the game boy screen (laughs) because this before the sp came out so like this was proof that the uh symphony of the night formula could carry over and i could have fun with it and actually play through it and beat it it's a lot easier than circle of the moon but i just love that I don't know. I just love that I can play this game again. Like I'm just so happy to have it. And so, yeah, I've been playing it and I haven't even used any of the quality of life improvements other than what's there by default. Like I guess it shows you the last You don't you don't do the rewind? items you've collected. I can't figure out how to do the rewind. Okay, so you hold you hold ZR and back on the on the control pad. That's it. That's all you do. Okay. And it's and it and I think it's more because the um the the Super Nintendo app is like thirty seconds of rewind. I think this one is actually like a full minute because I've I've rewinded really far, but it, and and if you like rewind and then you try to rewind again, it'll show like a smaller meter, so it'll only be like a couple seconds. But I got to the point where like when I was playing Fusion, I kept trying to rewind it because it'd become this like this habit of you know it's this instinct of me automatically to hit rewind every time I die, and then I just go back and then you know. And it's funny about Circle of the Moon, you know, how I was telling telling you about like how I went through so much of the game with like no life whatsoever. After I beat the game, I looked at like, because, you know, you have to combine the cards together and you have to get it to work in order for it to tell you what it actually does. Mm-hmm. I found out later that I had the ability to to create a card combination where my health would like just come back to me, would just regenerate while I was walking. And I was like, that would have been, that would have made it so much easier than trying to, because there's so many times where, uh, you know, aside from what the Metroid 3DS game does, after you beat the boss, you may have no life, and you have to find your way back to a save point without dying, which have been a, would have been a pain in the ass in the original game, and and you have to do that. And I was like, how could anybody ever do this? Because some of these bosses are really fucking hard, and if you make it by by the skin of your teeth, and you're still going to have to go through all these other fucking hard creatures on the way there, it's like, I don't know, so... It could have been much easier if I would have just looked at a guide, and looked at what the card combinations were, but... There's some really cool ones on there. Like a lot of them I remembered maybe from when you played it or from like somebody else did. Cause I remember looking at another person's save and looking at what they had. And I remember maybe it was you that had the giant hammer that makes the, that makes the earthquakes. And I remember having that mm-hmm. and I did find the giant hammer. And also I remember the power up where you can just like shoot straight up in the air where you do like the super jump where you're like at the rock wing as it's called in the game. I remember playing that on somebody else's, uh, saved game so a lot of it was really familiar to me but it was also like i don't know i just it was nice to beat it 20 years later you know it came out and came out what like 2001 i think uh the original one did game uh, it was the circle of the moon did because it was a launch launch, it was launch window yeah yeah so i've been waiting like 
Yeah, I've been waiting 20 years to beat this game. Oh, yeah, I think it was like it came out the month. It came out in like August, so it's pretty close to being exactly 20 years since it's been out. But it felt nice to finally beat Circle of the Moon. And I think I got 80-some percent of the castle, like in total. But, yeah, it was fun. Like, I've I've only been, yeah, mostly just been playing Castlevania Advanced Collection because these games are great. And, yeah. I'm doing the same thing as you. I'm waiting on Aria of Sorrow till the end. $20? Yeah, $20 for four great... Well, $20 for three great games and and Dracula X, you know. You you get that, but... I'm going to say two and a half great games, but that's just me. Maybe I'll come come around to Circle of the Moon. Uh, Harmony of Dissonance, though, I know retrospectively, like I was saying earlier, like it's not looked upon fondly, especially the music. The music's bad. It's not bad, but like... It could have been a better sound, I guess. And that's because they just sacrificed so much to, I don't know. I don't know exactly the, the story, but I guess to make the sprites bigger, they like had to make the sound worse or whatever. It was all this. Uh, I thought this the soundtrack whole, like, was pretty good on Circle of the Moon also. Yeah. Circle of the Moon has an amazing soundtrack, uh, including like vocals and stuff in the title song. But um, yeah, uh, Harmony of Dissonance just for me, just like always stuck out to me like you showed it to me and i you know the very beginning scene is you're running away from the the, the giant suit of armor and you got the big mode seven scrolling tiles oh, yeah, chasing yeah. You <laughs> yeah. and it just looks so cool and like at the time like there was nothing better than like looking at this like dim full color screen and seeing this giant thing chasing me and i was just so impressed and it made an impression on me that i still hold a candle for or a torch rather for Harmony of Dissonance, but I know the other games are probably better. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to play through all of them. So, I mean, that's uh, when I got the game, I kind of just, I played everything to where I got to like the first save. Like I, I was like, I played Dracula X a little bit and then I died and I was like, oh wait, I can save state. And now there's like 10 save states in there also, which is pretty rad. Because mm. I think the original Castlevania collection only had like one. So I feel like they took the, you know, they saw like how people what people thought of it and they changed it to where like now there's like 10 save states. So, and there's like, you can save replays too. I don't, I don't really know how that works mm. exactly, but I did it just for the fun of it, but I don't know how to replay it. I guess it's kind of like, I do want to say, the, um, doing the my nickname at the top thing. of the show. I do want to say my nickname at the top of the show was L one, three, five, seven, nine. And that's because, and I just recently found this out today. In fact, that when you go into a room where the shop is supposed to randomly happen because the shopkeeper shows up randomly in Harmony of Distance, Dissonance in certain rooms, it gives you a little code at the bottom right of the screen that tells you what conditions you're not meeting to cause the merchant to appear. I didn't know that. So L13579 means that my experience level needs to be odd, not even. Oh, so weird. if I like go out and I like gain a level and come back, he'll be there. But I don't know what, how they ever expected anyone to know that. I think that must have been something that was left in like on a dev level and then they just never took it out. But seeing it like in this version, I'm just like, why is this number still here? And I finally like did my research and that's exactly what that means. But there's other codes that'll show up if you go into the room and I, I suggest looking it up if you want more information about it. But for whatever reason, like, yeah, it's a conditional thing of whether or not the merchant appears in certain rooms. So maybe look into it. It's kind of like something on the lines of the fireworks and the original Mario Brothers. Isn't it a, isn't that the song that we rap to also? That that one song, the We're Best in the Midwest, wasn't that our, our freestyle mm-hmm. rap? Wasn't it the song for I the... I heard this. 
Oh, I played it. I'm sure I played it for you. I played it for everybody. Everybody's heard that song. song here. <laughs> the, I mean, I, I, I could, I, I'm not going to do it. I, I could quote parts of that from beginning to end because I thought it was pretty hilarious. It was, it was definitely the best freestyle rap song we ever did, but there was one where we rapped it was, too. Uh, it was on the original Game Boy Advance as well before the SP came out. Like, yeah, we, we played it through the car. The... Yeah, we played it through the car stereo through a tape adapter. Like a, and then yeah. we sang while you were driving, and then we recorded it. And a voice a, recorder, a voice, yeah. Voice recorder, yeah. Yeah, my mom got me one. hear it in the background as we're talking right now. My mom, uh, I could play it on, I could put it on the thing. Uh, my mom bought me a voice recorder, and that's what we did with it was made, was made like a freestyle rap stuff. And yeah, I still know that song. Yeah. And I was like, it, it, I feel like it was from that one and not Ario Sorrow was before that, but. Which is another yeah. thing you get all of the sound menu stuff in this, so you can hear all the songs. I, I I know you've heard it, John, because you remember when you were in that production two movie where you were like getting chased by the monster that was also you. Do you remember that? Uh, do I remember that? This was one one of your movies. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. The sound like the the closing credits of that had had the song on there that we did from uh, uh, okay from the art. I put the rap in there and the credits of the movie. Okay. So. I I put it in everything. I made sure everybody heard it. It was only on there for like thirty seconds, but you at least heard that. I'm sure I played more of it to you. But you still have a copy of that movie? I have it on VHS. Yeah, I got a Patreon exclusive. (laughs) I have it on VHS. I was actually unable to transfer it to. There was some sort of weird thing with the with the ribbon on the tape or whatever. I was having a hard time transferring it to digital, but I do still have the cassette tape because because you know my production whatever production one and two stuff is on YouTube still on the, on the Nintendo main one, but that one, I had a hard time transferring it because of the quality of the VHS tape, but hopefully I can still eventually get it done. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> we, as you can see, uh, our histories go very far back with the uh, Castlevania advanced games and fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad those games are on switch. Those games are awesome. You know, like Me too. that's fucking fantastic. Like I, it, it you know I, I really loved Eastward, but Castlevania Castlevania Collection was the thing that just automatically hit the brakes on Eastward, and it was just like you got to play Castlevania. And I'm like, like I said, as my middle name, putting the Vania back in the Metroidvania. It was nice to play these amazing Metroidvania games again. So I'm I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna beat all of them. I'm gonna beat every game on there for sure, hundred percent. And it's gonna be great to play Aria of Sorrow again. And if you go to our YouTube channel and look up Aria of Sorrow. There's a Jeremy and I, we did like a split screen where we played at the same time for like the first three hours of Ario Sorrow, and it's pretty cool. That was what the 15th anniversary, or there was some sort of anniversary of when it came out that we yeah. decided we were gonna. It's we were gonna cool though. I, I reposted, I posted it on my Twitter just to see if anybody would watch it because I don't think anybody's really seen it. It didn't really get that many, many watches, but whatever. But another thing that I did on my YouTube as well is I played the original ActRaiser game, and this one like came out of the fucking blue, like no one even knew about it. Another release from Square Enix, but ActRaiser Renaissance, which is a remake of the original Super Nintendo ActRaiser, which is considered by many to be like one of the best games of all time. I just could not fucking believe it. Like I was just like, how the fuck was this not leaked or like nobody knew anything about this? A fucking Act ActRaiser remake? What? So I automatically bought that game as well for $30. And I did a stream of it. Uh, Jeremy watched it for a while. I, I streamed it on Twitch. And I, I played through the first chapter. That's the only chapter I've played thus far. There's, I have you know, I have my own opinions of it. I do. I mean, I love the original ActRaiser. I feel like some of the... I, I, I feel like it's gotten a lot of hard... It's gotten a lot of shit for the graphics. Like a lot of people don't like the way it looks. Because it kind of looks like a... It basically kind of looks like a PlayStation 1... 
a you know side scroller with like sort of 3D but like sort of like pre-rendered and it's it doesn't it doesn't have that like crisp uh, sprite graphics of the original one but some of it like the overhead stuff I think looks the art looks really really good and uh was it a Yuzo, Yuzo Koshiro of uh, Streets of Rage fame uh, he actually ma- wrote new songs for the game and he wrote them for uh, Super Nintendo originally right and then transferred it to the and you can do, you can switch it back and forth between the original soundtrack and the and the remastered soundtrack which is great and uh probably i think one of the main things is they've added a lot to it like there is this is one of them that i ended up giving to jess on further review because she put a new rts game a new real-time strategy game and this is a remake but the real-time strategy stuff that are in the game are new so i counted that as one because it is pretty much a real a new real-time strategy game because the real-time stuff was not as much in the original game, but now there's a lot more of it. And and people could say that maybe there's too much of it in this new version because uh, the side-scrolling stuff versus the RTS versus the tower defense stuff, there's a lot more of that on the other side. If you watch my stream, I kind of get... Because I wanted to play it all the way to where I got to do the boss at the end, and it does it does kind of take a little too long. Like, it should have been a little bit more balanced than the two of them. But they did change it to where, like, in the original one... You would go and seal the area where the demons were coming from. Now you actually go into the place where the demons are coming from, and you like play that out as a as a two D thing where you fight these giant spawner things that you destroy. I just can't believe that it's a thing. <laughs> I was happy that I bought it, and maybe thirty bucks is a little bit high for what it was, but whatever, it's fine. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the rest of the game. It's it's fucking great. And long Full live disclosure. long live long live Actraiser. I'm glad that I'm glad that it finally got something. You know, like it's. I, that Super Nintendo game was so good. The original one was so good. Well, full disclosure, when I saw the like little Mode Seven, because it was like one of the greatest games of all time, and it like showed like a little bit of a, mm-hmm. uh, a teaser of the original SNES game. It started with the Mode Seven like fall down. That reminded me so much of um, the parachuting part of Pilot Wings. Oh Pilot sure, Wings. Yeah, so yeah. I totally thought I was like, John's gonna get a mark for Pilot Wings. They're making a new Pilot Wings game. Like that's where my brain immediately went. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be nice and that's that's another thing i would i feel that's like it's a shame that it's absent on the new nintendo switch online is where the fuck is pilot wing 64 that game's really good like can we re-release that you know what another thing about the nso okay the n64 launched with two games like can we just have both those games on there just to yeah right <laughs> yeah pilot wings and, and super mario 64 you know or it, three games like it was cruising as well right Mm-hmm. I think well, on, yeah, so I think on the actual cool. first, I thought on the actual first day it was just Mario sixty four and Pilot Wings, and then maybe Cruising came later, but it, Cruising definitely wasn't on the first day. But yeah, it's like a, it's kind of cool because you know the only reason I bought uh, Pilot Wings sixty four is it was like the only game I could find after Christmas, and you know I couldn't find Shadows of the Empire or, like Cruising or anything else I was trying to get, and I was like, well, I'll buy this game, and I ended up loving it when I actually played it. You know, I didn't ever played Pilot Wings before that, so. That should be on there. Uh, next one is another one that I know Jeremy and I, we both predicted, right? Uh, Deltarune mm-hmm. Chapter 2 as an update to Chapter 1. You played this, right, Jeremy? I have not even opened it, but you played it a little bit, right? Or did you just play one? I haven't played it. Nope. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Oh, so may- maybe I've played it just... all the way through the first chapter. Yeah, me I too. I have not even touched Chapter 2. I want to, but I have not. I, I, w- too. I was too distracted by Act Razor and Castlevania and Metroid Fusion and Mario Golf. So there's a lot of stuff yeah. that came out on the day that I've been that I've been playing. So you know. Uh, then there's a montage of some games. After that, this one was another one that just got on further review. 
because one of her uh, bingos was was a game that releases the same day on Xbox and PS4, and that's Hot Wheels Unleashed. Actually, releases the same day as every other console. It's not delayed for Switch, so that was that one. Um, it looks pretty good too. Hot Wheels Unleashed actually looks awesome, and it got reviewed really well on uh, on, IGN. on IGN. I watched the video review of it. Uh, there's um you can you can drive as the turtle the party wagon is in there the teenage mutant ninja turtles party wagon the delorean is in there as well there's different uh themed hot wheels cars uh you can make your own tracks you can race on other people's tracks online stuff like that i was actually i was like man i really want this one but i wasn't working but i am working next week so i might still get it because i ended up having a job that's pretty cool so i might it's what i I got more money coming as a kid right when I was making my little, because like I never had like any elaborate Hot Wheels tracks, but we had bought this thing. I can't remember if we got it like a thrift store or a or at a, a garage sale, but it was literally like this little suitcase I had that you would like open up and then you would pull out this. It had like almost like a vacuum cleaner cord where you like hit the button and it like sucks it back in after you pull it out. But it was Hot Wheels track, and you would pull it out. And then I could take it and I could do like loop the loops and I could do all this fun stuff with it. And even back then, I remember just thinking like, I wish this were like, I could fill this whole room with this and like have like. And that's what you do in the game. Yeah. That's what the game looks like. And it also kind of replicates almost like the Mario Kart. Yeah. Home circuit or whatever it's called, like it's like a no, it's like yeah, everything's like in minuscule. Yeah. It, it's I like, like games where everything is in minuscule, like like that, like any game where you're you're really tiny and then the world around you is huge. Mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued by that. I mean, talk about Chibi Robo, talk about this game, yeah, uh, the good parts of the Army Men game, Pikmin, Pikmin, Pikmin yeah, as well, it's always yeah. cool when, when when they pull that off, and it seems like they really pulled it off here. One of the things that I saw in a review from I think it was Game Explain, they remarked that. Uh, the the cars have realistic wear and tear. Oh yeah, it looks time. really it cool. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't look like like damage to a real car or something. It'll be like like the pieces of plastic will will strip off the the wheels in a certain way. It looks like damage. There's like a uh, Hot Wheels car decals that'll have like air bubbles under them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> applied. Yeah. I fucking love that because I used to like back in the day, like I collected Hot Wheels, like I was really into Hot Wheels, but it was during like, it was one of those booms. I think we talked about it a little bit on uh, uh, one of our expansion pack episodes, but where it was one of the many different booms in, and like in, uh, in collectibles. And so for about a year or two, Hot Wheels became super collectible. And I was going to these like Black Friday type sales with, for Hot Wheels and trying to help my dad find these like super rare one one per case treasure hunt cars and i'm just seeing all this like watching this review that i watched i think i watched the ign review um yeah i'm just getting super nostalgic because like i remember these cars and i remember like my brother and i the way we played hot wheels is we would all pick like we'd each pick like 10 hot wheels that we liked the best that we take turns ramming them into each other well one would flip over on its back you would like put it aside and you keep going and my brother had this one like red and black Hot Wheel that he had gotten when he was like two or three, and it won every contest because it undefeated. was undefeated. Like, yeah, had an angle on it. It was really heavy. Yeah, it was really heavy, and it had yeah, it was like, like yeah, rampant. It was not even an angle. It was like a dome. So yeah, they would ramp over and they would like flip over and like. I'm just thinking of all this stuff like where they're showing these little cars and they're flipping them over, and you can even see the date they were manufactured and. And of course, like the, the decals with the like 
bubbles under it and stuff. Like, there's like a lot of love put in this game. You can already tell. There's some really cool shit. Like, it shows like you racing on the actual floor and then going up one of the ramps. And what I saw on the on the thing, which kind of makes my brain sort of explode, like you can go like off of it. And then that like flips the gravity to where you can like flip and go under it. Like there's there's some crazy like almost F zero shit in there that I was like I was like fuck. And like I said, it was really it was something I really wanted to get, and I might end up getting it. And it's it's a little bit less. It's fifty. It's not sixty. So that's that's cool. But and I mean, the one thing that sucks is I guess it uses like loot boxes to unlock new cars. So that sucks. Like you don't actually you, you don't you actually get. You, well, you don't have to. You don't have to pay anything, but, gotcha. you, but, but you don't like automatically get a car for doing a certain thing. You get a chance at getting a car, and they were saying that multiple times they would do a bunch of shit and they'd get like ten of the same car that they already had. And I'm like, that's fucking oh, stupid. That's nice. Like, I want it to be like cruising, where it's like, you know, you do a thing and it's like you get a new car. Here's like three new cars, and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Like, rad. Like, that's what I'm here for. You know, like, cool, a shark, awesome. I want to race a shark. You know, like that, like that type of thing. So. But yeah, no, it looks cool. I mean, as for being on a montage stuff, it's surprised I was as interested in it. But like you were saying, I guess we're all kind of on the same boat on that. We don't have to spend too much time on the rest of this stuff because I forget there's a really huge one on here that we haven't even talked about yet. Um, so yeah, then there's the sizzle reel, surviving the aftermath. That's like a post-apocalyptic zombie thing. I don't know. I'm probably not going to get Didn't it. Grab me. Shin Megami Tensei Five. We've seen a bunch of stuff about that already. I'm already really excited about it. Cool. They they showed the American cast, English cast. I'm pretty sure I heard Bernadette in there from from uh, Fire Emblem because I hear her voice on everything. But you know, cool. Uh, Wreckfest. That's like another like racing racing game with demolition stuff. If it's like if it's like demolition derby, I'd be interested. I want to hear more about that. If it's more of a racing game, I, I have two other great racing games that I really want. Yeah, but. Um, Demolition Derby game, yeah, bring it on. Well, I was thinking that maybe it was kind of like Twisted Metal or something like that, where I was like, okay, well, if it's like that, then maybe, but I probably still won't get it, because I never really got into those Twisted Metal games. Um, Arcade Archives, Pac-Man, Xevious, uh, cool, whatever. I'm not getting either of those. Uh, Rune Factory 5 gets an official release date, and a lot of people have really been looking forward to that. I'll probably end up getting it in March of next year, because I've heard a lot of great things about the previous Rune Factory games, and I love... I always wanted a game that had like a great farming mechanic, but also a good like adventure part to it also. So maybe I'll end up getting it. And then we got to, uh, <laughs> this is, I, I was so surprised that yeah. John didn't, cause you've, I feel like you've put stuff on Mar on the Mario movie so like many times. Three bingo cards in the past. Time, yeah. Like, you know what? It's not going to happen. It's too early. <laughs> and then he walks out with his Hollywood haircut. Was it a Hollywood Mori haircut? Moto. I saw people yeah. just talking about how old he looked. Like that was what I he saw is, on Twitter. Is he that he look looked old. like he's like he 90 looks, years old. <laughs> he doesn't. To me, he didn't look old. He looked like out of touch. So I guess maybe that's the same thing. Well, I guess the casting would, uh, you could say, that, I guess, but I don't yeah. know. A little out of touch. Just, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but just for the fun of it, I don't know if you guys did it, but I made my own like, I did. I made my own Super Mario Brothers casting. I, I have, so I have say, one too as well. It's mostly let's just it's, the real. it's mostly just people that I like, but let's talk about the ones that they liked for this. So Mario is Chris Pratt. I mean everybody's he's so cool. by now, but yeah. yeah he's kinda he's like half cancelled, so right? Cool. He's like almost on the cancelled version. Well, cause he because he's involved in one of those cattle churches that's like anti uh LBG, LGTPQ and all that stuff, so 
He he's almost there. Maybe they didn't realize. He there's been memes about him being like the the worst Chris out of all the Chris's from the Marvel movies. Didn't I think he he's like, funny. I like I like you know, I like him as Star Lord. Wasn't he Jurassic Park movies and I like him. I, I think that he Mario. was I think like it don't you know, this isn't necessarily true, but I read I read in the surrounding aftermath of this announcement that he was originally like one of the people they were putting as at the forefront of being Sonic's human companion in the Oh, I saw that poster. Yeah, I saw like the early poster of him sitting with Sonic. And then they were like, nope, they nope the fuck out of that. I don't know why. It could have been like a a salary-based thing. Like it may have had nothing to do with any sort of political affiliation, but he's definitely had controversy in the past. And uh, I'm really interested because Miyamoto was just like, he's so cool. Like it's like, is he? Did they hang out? <laughs> well, I mean, sure they I mean, did. I don't know. He was really he, in Parks and Rec. He, I mean, he, his character was hilarious. You know, and sure. I mean, that I, was a character where they like that was one of those cases in TV history where you took someone that seemed pretty irredeemable and made them one of the main characters by the end of the series. Where you're like, I care about this. You know, sure. Like, mm. I could say there's a lot to say about that in, in that character arc, but. Chris Pratt in general just became another kind of Will Smithy kind of person without the without the musical background, of course, but like became like just like stereotypical action movie star in some regards. Yeah. Like he got buff and like became an action guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, I like him in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's an idiot in Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's not really his character. Like Star Lord is nothing near Mario. I don't think. I don't know. Or like the Lego movie see... voice yeah. is like not really. But it, but also it's like I mean did, I blame it on the Lego movie. That's I mean, the first thing I, I thought think, I was yeah. like. But but also like the character being so like optimistic and that's that was the whole character in the Lego movie that. He was, and that's like, Nintendo so being like, I bet Miyamoto watched. Yeah, I bet Miyamoto watched the Lego movie and was like, "This is what I want." <laughs> yeah, that first Lego movie was a trip, man. Like Jess and I tried to watch it while it's we so were good. We tried to watch it while we were drunk, and it's so like it's so fucking attention deficit. Like they're in like a new location every fucking five seconds it's like did it i couldn't follow it i couldn't follow it it is a very good movie but no Chris i didn't Pratt, care for it um yeah i'm waiting on hearing his mario voice because he's confirmed on instagram he's not doing his own voice he's doing he's working on a mario voice mm. and we're not going to hear it until sometime later i, so, I thought it, it i watched that i watched that instagram thing and it, it kind of made it sound like his like voice coach is like helping him do a Mario voice. I, I thought he said we're working on one, like as in a group working on one. But honestly, mm-hmm. did did either of you think that like the Mario movie was gonna be good? Like, I mean, War- Mario is not like about story ever. Like, Mario has no, never been about story. No, I, I didn't expect this to be like some sort of feel good movie. It's, it's gonna like be great or whatever. I don't know. The yeah. minions, yeah. As soon as they announced that Illumination was doing it, I was and like, the minions okay, are just, kind of movie. I I tongue in cheek. If I talk about the minions, there's always some elements of humor. If I mention the mm. minions, like I'm never, I could never just with a straight face talk about the minions, even in a factual sense. Like I'll be like, well, yeah, you know, they're these yellow guys and they, they have these great memes based on, you know, like I'm always going to have to go somewhere, you know, pop culture with them because they're, they're so absurd. And yet at the same time, like obviously they inspired like the rabbits, like, in gaming, rabbits inspired them. The rabbits came first. Oh, that's true. Wait, they yeah. came before Despicable Me. Did they? they came, I, I thought Despicable Me. Yeah, Despicable no, no, Me was before were, that. Rabbits were definitely first because as soon as I saw the minions, 
I said that they're doing the rabbits. I remember okay. that specifically. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, there's been other types of characters like that. So maybe it wasn't like it, it rabbits took something from some other character before them. Right. But I think illumination that the movies that I've seen of, of theirs, uh, the bits that I've seen, nothing has proved to me that, okay, this is the studio that should be doing the Mario movie. I think a good studio would be obviously Pixar or the Disney animation studio. I, again, I wish Nintendo would have paired up with Disney, not universal, but I don't want, I don't um, want Disney to own everything that I like, but they would have made, exactly. they would have made it would, a better it would, Mario I mean, movie. Wouldn't you be had more, more like, room for the theme parks? Like my, my, my like Trinity of growing up, like as a teenager was Marvel comics, uh, star Wars and then Nintendo and video games. And if Disney owned all of those, I think I'd be pretty fucking depressed. Like seriously, like it's like what do I what do I even do anymore? Like I don't know. Like Disney, I mean, kind of it's kind of funny. Going <laughs> I don't want back them to, to buy Nintendo as well. Like, what's when the you point? Think about it, Might as well sell myself to them. The original huge lawsuit back in the eighties, which you can read about Game Over, which is where I found out my information, was you know the Donkey Kong versus King Universal. Kong yeah. with Universal. Oh yeah. So yeah. like it's kind of interesting in full circle that like Universal Studios is who is going to put the Nintendo canon into movie form, which I have no doubt in my head, Miyamoto in his current role, that's what he's supposed to, to like strong arm. They're supposed to have, and here's Illumination, Illumination Studios where look at the minions. Yep. That's a franchise. Like they're making the right decision if they want to just shit out a bunch of Mario movies. And I think that's right. more what's it happening. Makes more, it makes even more sense why, Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong are in the movie. Yeah. Because there's also Star- a Donkey Kong Cinematic Universe. The theme park. Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. No, that, that's what I said on Twitter. When and I was the Donkey this. Kong Nintendo Land add on, like you said, yep. John. Yep. I, I was yeah. like, I was like, we're starting this, we're starting the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Well, once I saw Cranky yep. Kong on there, I was like, uh. But okay, let's go through the rest of the of the names uh quicker and we can talk about them later. There is one, of course, we all have to comment on. So but. we should also say, like, all three of us, you know. Yes, no, or whatever. Yes, okay. no, or, or don't care. Okay. Okay. Right, so Luigi is Charlie Day. I say whatever. I'll see. I'll say I'll see. I like him. He's I think energy. that he has a good Luigi energy, to be honest. Yes. I say I say uh, whatever I'm, on him. Yeah, I'll say whatever, but I I'm leaning more towards yeah. Uh, I'm optimistic slightly. Peach, um, uh, Anya Taylor Peach, Joy. Anya I, th- Taylor Joy. I think sure, she's. I, like her. I think she's great, actually. So I mean, she could yeah. be like a good Peach, whatever. I mean. I think she's great, but I think, quality. but I think they're thinking of her as more of a chess piece than an actor. She's the queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of the show. I mean, she oh, won yeah. some Emmys for that, right? For they, yeah, they, no, won, they won some Emmys. She's a fantastic actor, and I'm I'm only saying that kind of out of jest, but it really did kind of seem like let's cast her as one of the chess pieces. We're make her a queen. Oh, sure. I mean, she's, she's more. Like, she's a princess more than. I mean, that's. Not I know, case. but come on, follow me. <laughs> Logic. And Peach is such a blank slate. I mean, yeah, she can do it. Yeah. This next one, though, like, this is the one that I feel like is grounds for automatic dismissal. But uh, so, Bow- so Bowser played by Jack Black. No, no, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Jack Black. But I don't want this to be tenacious Bowser. I don't want this to be like like through the. I don't want him to be singing through the whole fucking thing. Is like I don't want that. You know him doing his also, weird we met, scat box, whatever. We, we met Kenny James, like the current voice of Bowser, 
Oh, he's hilarious. A couple years ago, yeah. and I would have loved for him just to be the voice of Bowser. Yeah, but, no, he he was hilarious. We talked to him. There's a picture on uh, Facebook of us. They chose a great photo to show of Jack Black to be like, "This is going to be Bowser." I mean, he's also wild. got the. I don't know if you guys have followed it. The whole Jablinski games, which mm-hmm. yeah, was his, like his YouTube channel that blew up, especially during the pandemic. Like, and he ended up being in the Tony Hawk game as a result. Like, yeah, Jack Black, <laughs> the like, only new character to... or the only secret character. So yeah, Jack Black's like, I I don't know. I'm 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 of the camp of I think that I'm fine with him being Bowser. I think yeah. that I just don't want him if to say there's anyone to be Bowser that I already know who's a big Hollywood star. I'm fine with Jack Black being that guy. I just I don't I just don't want him choice, to say but I want him yeah, I don't want him to do as you said tenacious Bowser. And uh, I also want them to alter tenacious his B. voice. <laughs> yeah. Tenacious B. Exactly. Uh, I don't want I want them to alter his voice to to make it sound more like like Kenny James does it. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't want the Jack Black voice coming out of Bowser. I want a Bowser voice. I think he can do it. I think he's got the energy. I think he can be a good, entertaining, uh, kid-friendly villain. And and I'm, I want to see he's what, he, very, what he does. I see him as the sunshine Bowser at the end. Is like, well, son, we're on vacation. <laughs> like, especially because of the Jablinski <laughs> videos where he. Did those all those YouTube videos with his kids? Well, like, yeah, you know we we can't always get him. Oh, I should have fucking cast. <laughs> I should have fucking cast Bowser Junior. Because I had so many people that I wanted to throw into the movie that I just started like throwing some extra people in there to my cast just so I could get them and get them in a in a person you know that weren't actually on this list. I was like, fuck, I should have done Bowser Junior. I will say, Jet, as far as like casting goes, this is the one that I felt that I could agree with the most. Also, Toad, but we'll get to that. Toad is next. Toad is next. Uh, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. So I, I think I that's a good choice. I don't. Also. I mean, is he gonna? I'm, I, I mean, the only thing I've not seen enough of his stuff. I mean, I've watched. I, I mean, I watched Key and Peele. You know, I've seen. He. I always feel like he was the lesser one of. I mean, he's not out making like. Uh, he's not directing movies or anything like like Jordan Peele. Well, that's but. the thing. He's kind of like <laughs> a hype man. Like in a lot of their sketches, like he kind of plays that. I'm a really supportive of my friend who's. I mean, we're co-creators of this show, but he kind of always like had that. Like, I it think of the like Obama hype man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His characters, right? And I love that. And I, I think of Toad as like a hype man. Like Toad's always kind of like, <laughs> either he's just completely like scared and hiding, or he's just like, "You guys got this, yeah." Blah blah blah. Like, I okay. think he. I just think about the Toad scream where he's just like, "Wah!" Or he's like, "Wah!" You know, like I can't do it right, but you know, you know the Toad voice. Which I also think he Mario Party all the time. How about Seth Rogen? I, I feel good about him as Donkey Kong. I think no. he's got a voice <laughs> no. that it sounds like it, it would fit. I think so. I think that they took bananas and replaced it with weed. And if you did that, then <laughs> it would make sense. But like, uh, I, Donkey Kong is not Seth Rogen. I just don't. No, it's, it's not. I get it. I get it as a, as a hilarious thing. Maybe. It's hilarious. I don't think Seth Rogen's hilarious, though. But I think if Donkey <laughs> Kong is more <laughs> Sorry. like. I don't know. I think if Donkey Kong is like more of the character in Friday, who's just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I kind of like thought Ice Cube, which I like. Jumping at. Ice Cube is Donkey Kong. That'd be cool. Well, are, are we? Because he we just kind of like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but I just like, kind of think of him as like being in Friday where he's got like Diddy Kong like, as his like sidekick. He's like guiding <laughs> he's him along. The porch. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't got shit this. to do today. <laughs> he's all like, uh, yeah. Chris Tucker. Is this, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, this one, I'm actually 
cool with because uh okay so kamek is played by kevin michael richardson kevin michael richardson is actually a pretty like superstar as far as voices go he was the voice of shredder in the better ninja turtles show the animated the cgi one so i mean he's great his voice has been all over the place on cartoons unfortunately the other guy has passed away so it doesn't matter uncle phil yeah, I didn't know he died. Oh right, but regardless, yeah, I mean, look at look James at Kevin. Avery passed away several years ago. But look at Kevin Michael Richardson's like he's like the only voice actor in in this whole list. Yeah, like he's, he's like, he has he's one like of the a top tier voice actors. Yeah, he has like hundreds and hundreds of. Uh, uh, I'm saying he's great. He's done a mil a million things that I've watched. I've seen him on multiple things. He was great in Turtles. Like whatever. I wouldn't have guessed that Kamek had that deep baritone voice that he has though. That'll be interesting. His voice goes all over the place though. He can do. He, he's a like I said, he's talented. You can do whatever. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I, I think he's he's good. I mean, he's he's a pro, so he 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 gets my thumbs up. Uh, Cranky Kong is Fred Armisen. I like Fred Armisen. <laughs> yeah. Never heard. Of I just think of Portlandia. Place. Yeah, I. Well, he uh, does a lot. The characters he know. plays in Portlandia, like I can kind of hear the range, and yeah. it makes sense to make Cranky Kong kind of the grizzled, like kind of something like the because they've got like this feminist bookstore. Right. sketch they do i kind of yeah. think of cranky as being like one of those characters a grizzled like, version of, of that uh-huh. okay. yeah yeah i could see that i'm sure he's done some other old man characters i mean he's he's versatile he he can do it and he's funny he's really good at complaining i mean he did a his he did one of my favorite stand-up specials i've seen of all time which is called stand-up for drummers yeah i've seen that yep and that's just, just such a cool like unique concept i mean a little gimmicky but i thought it was cool and then Spike is Sebastian Maniscalco. I wasn't familiar with him. I, I have no idea. I have no idea who week. that is. So I mean, that one is who? That's that's my that's my well, gift for, for both that. The, the character and the and the performer. I'd never. I, I did not remember Spike from Wrecking Crew, uh, Mario's boss. I think of Spike uh, as the not, as not the. the I, I think of him as the bad guy. You know, Spike that shoots the. The spiky uh, thing mm-hmm. out of his mouth and throws mm-hmm. it at you. That was the automatic thing that I thought of. Because he was a character in Mario Party. You could play with him in right. Mario Party. So he's been... They've used right. that but spike a much more than, you know, the Wrecking Crew spike. Yeah, the performer has said that he is Mario's boss. So it's the guy from Wrecking Crew that he's doing. Um, but I watched some of his stand-up, and he's funny. I, I don't know what his... I'm, I'm not familiar enough with him to say what, one way or another. And, you know, Spike is, you know not a character that I know that well. So I'm going to say whatever on this one. Yeah. I'm whatever on that too. Cause I don't really know where they're going with that. Let's and, and then and uh, Charles Martinet in surprise cameos. Of course I vote. I want Charles Martinet in all his proper roles. That would be the ideal. Same. Um, but I mean, I, I like, I like Charles Martinet, Martinet, however you pronounce it. Uh, I think, didn't they say yeah. Martinet in the direct? I don't think they said nay, but it doesn't matter. They said Martinet. Martinet. Yeah. Did they say yep. nay? Okay. Awesome. I, I like Charles Martinet. I just, I don't think that he can carry a whole movie and maybe he doesn't even want to. Like he'd have to be like five characters, be you, know? A lot of <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know? So, I mean, so what he does, like when he, at the Nintendo shows, like I've seen him do, he does the live Mario and it sounds different than the Mario in the game. So he'll be like off somewhere with headphones on and speaking to a microphone, but then there's a screen with 3d animated Mario on it. And he's talking as Mario all day and it's not as sing-songy as it is in the games with the little clips and clips and voice samples it sounds more like his natural voice and so having heard it for you know an hour or so at a, at a stretch 
I think he can do it for, for the movie. I mean, he's a, he's a professional actor and he's been doing the voice for 30 years. Sure. I, I'm just, I'm just saying so maybe, the main maybe he didn't would be on, on him. I think that would be, you would be the best. I mean, maybe he didn't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, he's, you know, he just does parts. He's not giving like monologues or anything like that. Like for Mario, I, I saw somebody, they just posted it to the NBC group, but did you see like somebody saying they're basically taking the, the, the story of Dragon Quest, your story and putting it in uh, the mm-hmm. Mario where, where uh, Chris Pack, Pratt is not actually Mario. He's actually a character outside of the game playing as Mario. And Charles <laughs> Martinet is the actual Mario that's saying, like, there's the idea of that. But that's basically Dragon Quest, your story. Spoilers. It's, just, it's the same thing where it's Dragon Quest V, but you're playing it in your own way. Let's talk about our own lists. All right. So. Let me let me get mine let me get mine out of the way first and then I'll and then I'll sure. do yours. Mine was basically I'm like, all right, so who are like the people that I think are the greatest as voices? Or also I was trying to find like a good like um buddy dynamic between the two mm-hmm. like Mario and Luigi characters. So this is kind of specific because I don't think either of you have seen the show. Actually, no, Jeremy, you've seen some of it. I've showed it to you. But this is okay. This is what I, this is kind of obscure and they would never do it. But I wanted Mario and Luigi to be the voice of Mordecai and Rigby from a regular show, which uh, if you've watched regular show, they are fucking hilarious. And that would be uh, JG Quintel and William Salyers. And uh, yeah, I just love the way they interact with each other. I feel they they do a great like a uh, brother, like older brother, or younger brother thing. If I had to be Hollywood with it, my first choice was uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Anthony Mackie because I liked the uh, mm-hmm. I liked the whole like Winter the Soldier dynamic. Falcon like dynamic that was going on there. I thought that'd be fun to have them play brothers. But if I could do whatever, I would take Rick and Morty or not Rick and Morty. Uh, I take Mordecai and, Rib- and Rigby in there because they are fucking hilarious and that show is so good if you haven't watched regular show all voices by justin roiland well actually i was thinking about you know i had an idea of casting the koopalings and having like all of them be like justin roiland except for like one person doing Uh wendy O. but i'm like no if we're gonna do the koopalings we have to do the living people that they're named after playing them so we have so we need like so we need iggy pop Actually, I think Wendy. Dead, I think AI. Wendy's dead, though. Actually, what I would have is um, AI. Yeah, all that's left is Iggy, right? Because like Morton's. Uh, Lemmy's dead. Yeah. Yep. Because well, I had a hold on. Ziggy's dead. Or Beethoven Iggy. is dead. Yeah, Lily yeah. Vaughn died finally. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted was uh, I wanted a. Uh, I was just gonna like have have Justin Roiland do all of the. Uh, do all of the Koopalings and then just have the voice actor for Garnet from uh, Steven Universe just be Wendy O because she's fucking awesome. That character is incredible. So I thought that'd be funny. But that wasn't actually in my list. That was something that I thought about doing as a sequel. But uh, let's see. Where where are we on the list? So so we got the two characters are uh, Mordecai and Rigby or uh, Mario and Luigi. So I added Daisy so we can have Peach and Daisy. And uh, Peach would be played by Jillian Jacobs from Community, and Allison Brie would be playing Daisy, or would be, would play Daisy. So, I you think want familiar pairs. Well, yeah, no, I mean they're both they're both great. Like Jillian Jacobs I'm, has I'm done Jillian Jillian Jacobs has done a bunch of great stuff for like Rick and yeah, Morty, and like, well, I mean it's the same writer, and yeah, she she's great. Like she's she's awesome in Community. Allison Brie is awesome too. Like she did all the wrestling shit and all that after that. I was like, I wanted to have both of them in there because I think they're both awesome actors. So I was like, well, let's put, why isn't Daisy in here? So we have Daisy, Jillian Jacobs, and Allison Brie. Let's see, who's next? Okay, so Bowser, this was actually my original thought when I saw the direct. 
was I want John Carlo Esposito to play Bowser because he is That's fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he is fucking badass. I mean, you know him from as Gus from Breaking Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. or like or do the fucking right thing. Spike Lee, go watch that movie. He's in that fucking movie. Uh but uh yeah, no, he's he's amazing. He was also in uh The Mandalorian among other things. Unpregnant. That movie was great. I'm using that as well. But uh but yeah, no, he's he's awesome and I thought that would be an incredible tone for Bowser to have a uh, have John Carlos Facito a real villain, yeah, yeah, right. He would he would do so good. Let's see who's who's next on the list here. Okay, so Toad, I would have play as Rob Paulson, or Rob Paulson would play Toad. Uh, if you know who Rob Paulson is, he's like one of the kings of voice acting. He was the voice of of Raphael in the original Turtles, oh. and he was okay, the voice okay, of Donatello. After that, he was the voice of Arthur from The Tick. He was in mm-hmm. Animaniacs. He's been in a bunch of shit. He's awesome. He's I just the one who did <laughs> Yakko, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to put him in somewhere yeah. just because he's fucking badass. He and has a really cool yeah, TED like Talk. That, yeah, I'd no, recommend. No, he's cool. So I was like, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. I was like, he could do Toad. I'll, I'll put him he in there as Toad. Yep. And uh, as a bonus, I, I threw in, I added Toadette, and I want Christian Shaw to do Toadette for, as uh, from Ooh, Bob's Burgers. We got a crossover here. Oh, you have her too. She's for one of my. Things? She's one of my voices. Oh too. yeah. Okay. Great oh, I just thought she'd be an amazing Toadette because you know her voice from uh, Bob's Burgers is perfect, perfect yeah. for Toadette. Like she would be hilarious yeah. through the whole thing. Actually, she was my original choice for Peach. Falls too, yeah. She was my original choice you know, for Peach, but I thought that might be too weird. I don't know. <laughs> I oh, saw her cast. Up. I were in a different role. I heard. Yeah. So that's that's what I would have for uh, Peach and Daisy. Let's see. Who do we have next? Uh, Donkey Kong, I would have voiced by Clancy Brown. Uh, if you know who Clancy Brown is, he was the Kurgan from the original Highlander movie. He's done millions of voices. He was the voice of Gorilla. He was he was the voice character. of Gorilla Grodd from uh, the Flash. Gorilla Grodd's one of the greatest apes of all time. So if he's going to play any ape, he should play Donkey Kong. Clancy Brown is amazing. He was in he was in a uh, Pet Cemetery too. Oh, like he's, he's been. Oh yeah, yeah. He was the uh, he was the. The bad cop. Oh yeah, no, he was. Yeah, no, you're right. He was. Yeah, no, Clancy yep. Brown is great. He's he's done he's done a bunch of voice work more recently too. I fucking love this guy. I just love that he was. I kind of put him on Donkey Kong just because he did a very good Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd's one of my favorite ape characters of all time. So he's a Flash villain, but he's hilarious. But yeah, there you go. That's my that's my uh, Donkey Kong. And as a Cranky Kong, I put a uh, Michael Rooker on there because Michael Rooker's awesome. And uh, he was, you okay, know, yep. you know, you He's know, Michael Rooker. Voice, yep. Well, yeah, and he he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in, uh, was it Henry? Like that crazy horror movie that Henry? was like super oh, yeah. over the top. Yeah. And yep. he's one of um, James Gunn's favorite. He's in everything. Uh, Michael Rooker's awesome. He should be in everything. That's another reason I put him in here. Um, Kamek. Uh, I was going to have Kamek played by Mark Hamill, another person you should have in everything. Mark Hamill is fucking great. I felt like, I was like, I got to put Mark Hamill in there. And I thought about having him as, as Bowser, but I'm like, but, but I think my Kamek it might be better. But I was like, but you need that like sort of crazy like Star Scream almost character from like Transformers, you know? Like you need this mm-hmm. one that's like off the cuff, and it, like almost like a, you know, you know, like Kefka. Like I always thought Mark Hamill should play like Kefka in a Final Fantasy VI movie or whatever, so like that type of thing. Like make Kef- make Kamek like the fucking. You know, the Joker, like a Green Goblin, Mark Hamill voice that we love so much, uh, or like Skeletor, you know, as well, in, uh, in He-Man and all that. And yeah, Mark Hamill's as Kamek is, is where, because is, you got to have Mark Hamill in there. That's a, another another regular show voice. He was on that as well. Spike, I was going to say for Spike, it was going to be John Benjamin from Bob's Burgers because he's great too. Let's just put him in there as Mario's boss. Sure. It'll be hilarious. And then I added an extra character. I put a uh, Bullet Bill 
as Keith David, because I just want Keith David on there. Another, uh, another, they live community voice. He was the voice of spawn in the spawn animated series for HBO. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. So I was like, put Keith, Keith David, Keith David in there somewhere. I was like making bullet bill. And, uh, I also cast, I cast Charles Martinet as the hand from smash brothers. So he will be the God. <laughs> He'd be the God <laughs> of everything. Hand. He will pick everybody. You know, I, when, when I put that on there, I almost like expanded my list to all of the smash brothers characters. And I'm like, my brain's going to explode if I keep doing this, but yeah. that's, I was about to do that. I was like, well, but you know, I could do, I could do all this, all the fire emblem characters too. And I was like, no, that's going to be ridiculous. Don't do that. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of had a time with this, but there's my list there. It was uh, it was fun for me. I think it'd be it's one of those where it's like these are the ones that Trey likes. It's, this would make an incredible movie for me. I would I would get a get a fucking kick out of that if they were all on there. So I uh, yeah I took I was kind of following the discourse online about the voice actors and trying to kind of like go across the board and like sort of consider everybody's roles, but also like what what would be the funniest Mario voice to me? It'd be Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's already got that, that. He's already got that amplified. He's he's Emerald. Like he's just like a '90s cooking personality. And I used to watch his show all the time when I was growing up. I guess I just like, I love cooking shows. Yeah, I guess I just and he was just like yeah, an Italian American cook who like just it seems like so many things he said Mario could have said like in my mind. It's and catchphrase, yeah, it could be a Mario yeah. catchphrase. And I thought it'd be kind of funny to pair him up with Zach D- Galifianakis as Luigi. <laughs> because luigi would be kind of like uh awkward and stuff and kind of like just saying what he felt and mario would just kind of like ignore him because that's what they do the green mario uh for peach i just was like what's like a popular somebody who's like i don't know all over the place which i picked aquafina like she's like in a bunch of different acting roles and like i said i was trying to like she's hilarious and like she's really yeah i think like having peach have like an actual personality instead of just putting someone with a peach like voice in that role. Right. True. So I'm saying uh Jillian, Jillian Jacobs, she'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Bowser, I put Bill Murray because <laughs> what, how weird would that, I don't know. I just think like, he, could, he could play a good like business Bowser, like kind of like, well, this is how I really am. I just have to act tough all the time. Uh, he's his own manager, you know, Bowser's his own boss uh, for toad. I put Fran Drescher. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was looking for a loud, like uh, unique voice. That would be Uh so annoying. I don't think I could watch the movie. I mean, Toad is annoying. So actually, you know, I just finished. Sean and I just finished watching all the nanny. Like we've been watching it. So actually, I was gonna. I don't don't want to come. I don't want to. I don't want to come down like on her in a bad way because Fran Drescher is in one of my favorite movies of all time, UHF. So I mean, I gotta. She's also like she's incredible in that movie. So there you go. She's just really awesome. She's she's running for president of. At least one of the branches of SAG. Of, of yeah. SAG yeah. yeah. So she's like, she's super cool. She's like an advocate kind of person. And I really like her. And she represents, uh, I think, I'm not 100% sure. I think she's a cancer survivor or someone in her family is. And she just like is all about cancer charities when she's like doing anything. She's raising money for charities for cancer research and stuff. So hell yeah, make her a toad. Like that's just like, you know, she just would f- be such a great toad voice. Uh, I already said it earlier, but like I thought, like the whole like I kind of for some reason I think of Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong is like kind of being off on their own little adventure. So I said like put someone like in Donkey Kong, not who's like just a stoner, but someone who's like doesn't want to be a stoner, but is kind of like pulled into it, like Ice Cube. And then I thought it'd be funny to have Aaron Paul as Diddy Kong because like 
which is my Breaking Bad reference there, where I'm like, well, Diddy Kong just kind of like <laughs> going with the flow, <laughs> but it's super confident. But yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, similar to the, I guess, similar to the Chris Tucker personality. Cranky Kong, how fucking funny would it be if that was Clint Eastwood? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take it. I mean, isn't he like almost canceled too? Because <laughs> he's kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's been on the verge of that for so long. Uh, for Kamek, though, I thought this was one of the best. Wallace Shawn as Kamek. Okay, yep. I'll take it. I love Wallace Shawn, so I, I, I approve of that. That would, He would be an amazing Kamek. He would be an amazing Kamek. Inconceivable. Yeah. Popping in here and there. Yep. Yeah, I think of it more as like kind of bumbling around trying to like protect all the other bad guys. Casting like spells. Kind of, uh-huh. Uh, for uh, Yoshi, I said Kristen Shaw. So Kristen Shaw is my Yoshi voice. Oh, I didn't put Yoshi once in there. Again, just, I didn't add Yoshi. Yeah, once again, just like a, an identifiable voice from voice acting and anim- mm. animation where I was like, that would be a great Yoshi voice if Yoshi was going to talk a bunch. For Locka 2, I put Eddie Murphy. I don't know why. I just thought it would be fucking hilarious. Eddie Murphy was Locka <laughs> Lock- 2. Cloud. You got him in there too. <laughs> oh, I just put my cloud Eddie away Murphy. and I got to get it out again and I got to lead you over here. Like a very like grizzled, like Shrek uh, uh, donkey kind of thing. For Daisy, I picked Wendy McClendon Covey, who was, uh, she was in Reno 911. She the blonde lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And there's yep. only like I don't one, know. There's only like one lady on that show. So yeah, yeah. There's a few well, no one white ladies, lady. She was one. I guess there's yeah, only yeah, like yeah. a couple women in there. Uh, for Polly and I said Tiffany Haddish because she's hilarious. She's like super ad libby with the stuff she does, and I thought Polly seems really clever. I think Tiffany also sings and stuff, so like that would kind of mm-hmm. fit into the the whole Pauline thing. And then for Wario Waluigi. <laughs> I thought, come on, Gilbert Gottfried and Bobcat Goldthwait as Wario okay, yep. Waluigi. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Both go to people Wario. that have manufactured voices that kind of became their characters and like just have them riffing off each other. Like Gilbert Gottfried as Wario and Waluigi as Bobcat. But I think you could probably switch the two. And then lastly, I thought it'd be I funny like if Spike, Spike was Sam Elliott because <laughs> once again, weathered yeah. voice. Uh huh. It's kind of like being like, you guys aren't taking this serious. Like, he's just kind of like there to like kind of rein in everything and like make it more conservative. And they're like, no, we got to go out and kill Bowser. He's like, you got to finish the job. We have a contract, you know, like that was my, that's my list. Well, for Mario, I was thinking about, you know, do I want to hear somebody doing a fake Italian accent for two hours? I'm not sure I really do. So I tried to think of actual Italian actors. Yeah, I tried and to do that too, and choice. I just couldn't think of any. I think I nailed it. I think it should be Roberto Benini. Um, Life is beautiful. Know, Life is beautiful. Yeah, he won Best Actor for that movie. He's an actual Italian. He's a comedian. He's a funny guy. He's got that lively energy. I think he could totally pull off an animated Mario voice. I think he'd be the perfect voice. Uh, Charles Martinet aside. Then with Luigi, I was thinking, okay, you have the scared, timid, type but what if we cast against like exactly against that type it would be funny to hear it coming from a noted serious actor who has done comedy before who has done even a cartoon uh, type performance before with robert de niro as luigi yeah that's what that that was the one that was the one that i could come up with as far as like italian actors i was like robert de niro 
Robert De Niro, another you actual should, Ital- Italian it, actor, I think. It should Mar- um, Mario and Luigi should, should be Al-, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. There's a fucking movie that they would never do it, but that'd be the weirdest <laughs> fucking movie ever. I would see that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm also thinking about his performance in the uh, Rocky and where he, he played the great commander, or whatever that character was. It was oh a very yeah, yeah, cartoony yeah. performance, and he had a very cartoony sounding, which sounded almost like Luigi's voice. So I think he could totally do Luigi. Um, and then Peach, I thought Andy Taylor-Joy was actually a great choice. I went with that again. Bowser, I went with that again. Um, Toad, I picked Dana Carvey. I like Dana Carvey. He does a lot of voices. Mm-hmm. And he could totally do like the uh, Toad annoying sidekick. <laughs> Hey, 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 um, Ma- hey, Mario, uh, you gotta <laughs> have it be like Garth and all that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Donkey Kong, again, I think they did a pretty good pick with Seth Rogen. I'm actually excited to hear his take on it. Uh, Kamek, Kevin Re- Michael Richardson, I like him again. Craig Kong, same thing. Spike, I chose. I was thinking about just actors that I think have always been sort of like uh, genial and funny and uh, always entertaining. I think John Hamm. Why not? I think John Hamm could be a good Spike, be the sure. boss. You know, he, he's always good whenever he comes in on screen. Um, I think I think John Mario. Hamm could could be a funny like Mario or Luigi. Also, that guy that guy's hilarious. Yeah, he could be. I think he could do. He, could he, he, he has a spot somewhere in this movie. My my. General, oh my god! If he was Yoshi, <laughs> <laughs> my general approach to this assignment here was to think of actors that I thought had the warmth and joy that Mario. A Mario movie should bring and the Anya Taylors and the Anya Taylors. Yes, got to have mm-hmm. an Anya Taylor in there, and so I put her in there. For Wario, I went with Danny DeVito. Wario should That's be good. Danny. I mean, absolutely. You 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 take Frank from It's Always Sunny, and you know it's some kind of shade of that. That's Even Wario. from uh, I can't remember the character he played in Taxi, but going all the way back there, Louis. Like, that, yep. that could be Wario. Yep. Yep. And then Waluigi, uh, the ideal person is no one. He's not in my Mario movie. And my movie opens with a gratuitous shot of Waluigi's death certificate to prevent him from being in any of go. I have to go back to my home. <laughs> he died on the way there. Um, and then for Rosalina, Charlize Theron. Like okay. That, uh, you know, sort of otherworldly quality to her sometimes and she's got an authoritativeness that says I could be the leader of the universe. She's Rosalina. Oh, she's great. I like her. The ninji. I went with I, I looked at the whole oh, list God, of, ninji. of martial arts actors. Uh this is before ninji before the nipples, mind you, classic ninji ninji on nipples. Um I looked at all the martial arts actors and I went with Michael Dry White. I think he'd be he's got a cool voice. He could be a cool uh ninji. I think I think Ninji should be played by the guy who played a, a pinhead from Hellraiser and just have like his his like nipples stretched with like a button on him and all that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's that's where my mind goes. It's like let's have if Philip Seymour Hoffman was so around. Have him be like a fucking oh, Cenobite. Yeah. Have him be like a fucking Cenobite. <laughs> it's like a Ninji's Ninji secretly a Cenobite that's all about like the true pleasure of pain. <laughs> then with Goomba. So Goomba, two ways to go about this. One, you could go with his, you know, him being sort of the, I don't know, senseless lackey, just marching forward, whatever. In that case, maybe I'd pick Stephen Wright, just kind of have that droll voice. I think he'd be funny. Or another funny choice, 
alternately would go the opposite way instead of having him be the meaningless, you know, the lackey character put in Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'd like to see Sir Anthony Hopkins as a Goomba <laughs> with his regal. And yet it's another voice. day where I yep. might be stomped upon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's perfect. Uh, Koopa Troopa. I went with an actor who's played guys who get kicked around a lot. Steve Buscemi. That's <laughs> that is a great choice. Yep. Yoshi. Be a good hammer brother too. Good hammer brother. Yep. I think so. Um, Yoshi. I went with, I was thinking about another voice actor. Uh, I was thinking who in voice acting, what cartoon character kind of sounds like Yoshi. I thought about Bobby from Bobby's world. Who is Howie, Howie Mandel. Mandel? Yeah. He would be a good Yoshi. And he's got the, you know, the America's got talent. So he's current and relevant now. And he's like, can uh, you uh, wash <laughs> off my saddle after you ride me? It's a little weird about that. Here's some hand sanitizer. You know. <laughs> uh, and then I also said, you know, Koopa kids, they should just be played by all the people that they were actually named after. And if but they're dead already, they're all dead. Uh, you know, you, you should do, then just do like the AI voice, you know, that, that, Make an AI voice of them. You know, like it, it's got to be done. They're named after. They're named after these characters anyway. After these people. And my last one was Birdo, who I thought should be played by an unknown trans actor. I was going to say, careful what you say about Birdo here, man. <laughs> like, get, you, yep. you know, tr- no, yeah, representation. Fuck yeah, put a trans yep. person in there. I think Birdo definitely should be. Birdo should be played by Nyla Rose, the wrestler from AEW. She's awesome. Put her in okay. there. It's my, one of my favorite trans people. Yeah. You guys added a list. lot. Guys added a lot more people as well. So, yeah, I would watch any of those movies for sure. Well, let's let's just finish up the rest of the direct here and then call it a call day because yep. we've been going for a while. But I figured we would. So then after that, we got to see some more Splatoon three stuff. Another thing that's not releasing in winter, but the Mammalians are returning. I guess coming back to life. Return of the Mammalians. I I, I think that's I t- the name of the story mode. I, I think I tweeted. Uh, Split tighter, man, is what I said because it's a uh, because it looks like you can kind of web swing onto stuff and kind of swing around in mm. the in the multiplayer now. I mean, it's going to be great. Splatoon one and two were awesome, so I don't really, you know, this see you're showing some more like extra modes and weapons and stuff in there, and yeah, there's the I guess the animals that were non-squid who were extinct are coming back to life somehow. Uh, that's that's what the what the uh, single player is. I never beat the DLC stuff because it was way too fucking hard on Splatoon 2, but I wondered if it like hinted at that at the end. I don't really know what the ending mm-hmm. was of that, but Splatoon 2, yeah, or Splatoon 3, 2022 still. And then after that, this one was actually one I had on a bingo card, on my bingo card. Same. Bay- Bayonetta 3. Because, you know, well, we even said it in our predictions that they did talk about, they said they wanted to say it, but Nintendo actually had to give the okay. And mm-hmm. they... they I, I kind of, they did the whole like fake out and I did kind of fall for a minute for a minute, which, you know, if nobody played Astral Chain, they didn't know what it was, but the Flappy, the dog character that you see standing next to the monsters, that's a character from Astral Chain. So I was like, oh, Astral Chain 2, because when they created Astral Chain, they said they were going to make three games of them if it sold enough. So I thought they were going to like throw us for a loop again and be like, not paying out of three, here's Astral Chain 2. So I did kind of fall for that, but apparently from what people have been seeing on the trailer, they say that reminiscence that it, it, it is a lot similar to 
Scalebound, which was an Xbox exclusive done by Platinum, which was axed, where you control a giant like monster, Godzilla-type character, kaiju, and use it to fight other kaijus. And this totally happens in this trailer as well. And people are even even speculating that the guy that shows up at the end with the sword looks like the main character of Scalebound, or what was going to be the main character of Scalebound, which was axed for an an Xbox exclusive. So, cool. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, all this sounds great to me. Bayonetta 1 and 2 are awesome. So, I mean, more extreme craziness. And there's people saying that, like, Bayonetta is not really Bayonetta, and she's a different person, and all this other ridiculousness, and well, like just because she has a different uh, haircut. haircut, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like her hair attacks are no longer specials. They're like literally her like summons where she can, where that character remains on screen and does the fighting. So yeah, it's kai- more kaiju than a summon. Yeah, but I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm. I'm gonna get it. I'll get it for sure. I mean, I really like Bayonetta one too. and two, so I'll get three. It's. She uh, said what she was unfashionably late. Is that what mm-hmm. you have written here? I mean, it, it was, you know, them poking more fun at, like, that that had been, because it's been, because didn't they, like, unveil Bayonetta 3 in, like, 2017? Yeah, it, it was, was around it, the time they unveiled Prime 4. Well, it was, because it was at the Video Game Awards, and it was at the same time that they said that they were going to drop the rest of the DLC for Breath of the Wild. So it was, like, that same year of Breath of the Wild. So it's, like, and then, and then that next year, at the very beginning, they released Bayonetta 1 and 2. So it's, like people have been waiting for a long time for it. So it's kind of funny for them to, to put that on there. I thought, but I mean, and it looked so weird. Like it definitely didn't look super visually like awesome, but I was still happy to see that it exists. I think it'll look better when it comes out. I mean, they'll, they'll I mean, see it. all the, what, what was it? It was like a bunch of like foot soldiers getting destroyed, like cool, but they looked like half-life NPCs from like PlayStation two, you know, like you just didn't really get a, or uh, rather Xbox. Like you just didn't get that. I don't know. It didn't seem next gen, but. But the switch is not ex- next gen. See. So <laughs> there you it's go. It's true. So it fits into what the switch is as a whole. What did you guys think of the direct? I thought it, I thought they knocked out, knocked it out of the park. Like it was really, it was a really good one. Yeah, I was, it was really good. I was really interested. And in, I mean, like 80% of the stuff that was in there, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And, you know, there were a couple that or I was the like, NSO whatever. Announcements but... alone. This was a really good one. The, the whole uh, time I was watching it, I was just thinking about them beating out the FCC filing where, you know, FCC would reveal the new controllers before they did, potentially. I'm oh, saying. yeah, yeah. Did they really throw this all together? I don't to think, I don't think that? they did. It, I doubted the same, but I just was super impressed. Though. I was like, well, this is a lot of really cool info. And like, short of the Kirby thing and, of course, the uh, N64 content, which we've always expected was going to happen. I guess also including the N64 which I'm surprised about that it's only 50 bucks. Like, why is that the same price as the Sega controller? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah, Sega tax makes no sense. <laughs> they, they had to pay Sega some extra money to put on there. I don't know. I almost wonder if like the N64 one being cheaper than we thought is because the Genesis one is more than we thought. They're making up a little bit of money. They're bouncing out the cost. Yeah. Right. Cause I feel like the N64 controller has got to be expensive to make. Like it's not like, yeah, we've talked about this before on the show, but to to mimic that technology could not be cheap. I mean, they used all those analog sticks to make uh to make the balance boards. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. none of them left. You know, they got to go back to the drawing board and start all over again, right? Because <laughs> yeah. 
Because they they said that those were you remember that that those balance boards were made from the old uh, N sixty four analog yeah. sticks. So I mean they've reused they everything. themselves financially for the Mario Party lawsuits that are coming back up again. You know, <laughs> well if they re release Mario Party one, which hopefully they don't. But uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a great direct, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. And sorry for being so late for us covering it, but it just didn't fall in the right scheduling time. Yeah. That's that's been our episode. It's episode 290. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and give us some money and listen to our bonus episodes. We still have our game of the year up there. I think there's another week left on that. Maybe not. Maybe like a couple more days. Anyway, go vote for 2002 because it's still in the in the, in the the running at the lead. So Best year. Vote, 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 yeah. vote for that one. Or Best vote year. for 1998 because that was the year that Z-targeting was invented. There needs to be one vote for or that. That, that needs one vote, so somebody put put it on there for that. <laughs> or but, vote for 1986 because, you know, things come from somewhere. That's true. Yes, they do. And uh, if you want to see any like those videos that we talked about, about ActRaiser or Ari of Sorrow, go to youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Or you can follow Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and jmaxstack, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast as well, which I'll probably be streaming uh, Donkey Kong Banana Mania, which is coming out this week. So that'll be the next thing that I get. Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball. <laughs> what did I say? Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong Banana Mania. Uh yeah, Super Mo- crossover, though. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which comes out this week, will probably be the next thing I'm streaming. Or maybe I'll stream some other M too. Who knows? I mean I'll probably stream both of those at some point. We'll see. Uh thanks everybody for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Rukowski. John Litter. And uh we'll see you next week. See ya. basically like telling canon like everything or epson or whatever one it is telling them everything about my life because it's connected and there's no microphone on it but you know it's basically telling them whatever i'm printing so it it knows about the the blank bingo cards and all that stuff and all the dick pics because it's connected to the internet you know (laughs) that you print that you print and then color with crayons (laughs) no i print color i have a color printer man you gotta print them in color if you're if you're gonna do it damn all right i've been recording for like three minutes so let's start this regular